Dave Lee, Down Under Podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Dave Lee, and this is episode number 49. Hang on, I forgot to turn your microphone on, Joe again. PC49. PC49. God knows what it means. Get worse every week. I have no idea what it means. Got to do our uh, clink of the glasses, and I've prepared this week. I've got a special sound effect already. There we go. Hey, how good's that? So they can hear it out there, it's supposed to see it. Of course, once again, we're episode 49, episode 50 oh, next week. PC 49? Yeah, 40, but episode 50 next week. Wow. Uh, just yesterday, we were celebrating 40 shows, and today, it's 50, It's 49. Mm. 50 next week. Three weeks, and it's a year. But if you include, if you do include the, um, the pilot, pilot this will be our 50th show recorded. Yep. Crazy stuff. Ooh, of course, you can join us every single Monday. Uh, the podcast goes out on all the major podcasting platforms. That includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible. Uh, the visual elements available on a separate channel, so you can head over there and watch it if you like instead of just listening. If you're already there watching, hit subscribe. Watch as much of the video as you can. We're going to get the stats up. We're like seven... 100 subs now, over to about, about 700, 700 something. something. So we get it to the thousand and we get to get our watch time up by a little bit more and then we can monetize. Woo! Um, of Make course. all of that five cents a week. Yeah. No, it should be better, more than that, hopefully. Five bucks. Yeah. Uh, we've migrated. Uh, no, I said that. But you can find uh, me on the regular YouTube channel over at Dave Lee Down Under. I'm on Instagram, on Twitter, I'm on Letterboxd. This guy, he is not on any of it. So nope. don't, don't even bother looking for it nope. at this point. No interest. Uh, if you want to write to the show, you can shoot an email at davelypod at gmail.com. And if you're listening on the podcast platforms, you can uh, leave a review. Only good ones, And aren't? a rating. Only the good ones. Only they, want good ones. They help. Yep. Especially during lockdown, you get all depressed and yeah, all that tough. sort of shit. Mental health. And then we get, then we get you it's know, a real serious issue. Reviews. Oh, no, it's a serious issue. Yeah. But, a lot uh, of people suffering with it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's tough times. And God knows what. We did get a good review this week, though. Woo! Yeah. Uh, this one. The, the the description, or the, um, we call it the title. I hate it. It's feeling very uncomfortable today. There it's we go. too tight or something? No, it's all right. I just didn't put it on properly. There we go. So, anyway, <laughs> the... Uh, Mine, mine's nice and comfy. My, uh... Oh, yeah, your Patriots hat. Patriots hat. Fucking hell. And I'm a Patriots Tragic. top, too. Yeah. I got that on. The NFL starts this weekend, of course. Yep. As we as we speak, uh, the Buccaneers are playing. Well, two days ago. Oh, as we recording. Three days ago, playing, yeah. So. As we're recording on the Friday, yeah. I got my uh, my Tom Brady top on. Yeah. It's a bit it's a bit tragic that I'm still wearing a Tom Brady. Oh yeah. I'm a Patriots fan, and mm-hmm. I'm still wearing a Tom Brady top. Yeah, but here's the th- here's even more tragic. You refuse to wear an AFL Guernsey because you think it's tragic. 
and you think only only younger people should be wearing the Guernseys, but no, you no, are kitted no, no. up in your your NFL gear. No, but see the different the difference yeah. is the difference is these are nice and loose. I got a fat right. gut. You can get a loose AFL one. You just yeah, buy an extra shopping. size. But once I get right. my treadmill and I start doing a bit of yeah. <laughs> punching out the miles, yeah. kilometers, whatever you call it, mm. lose a bit of weight. I'll wear my jump. I'll get a jump and wear on. Fair enough. It's your, your goal. Sure. You've got one actually. You've I do one. have one. Signed You've got one. one. Just signed. Signed by one of my favourite, Michael Hurley. Yeah. Anyway, mm. at the risk of turning this to so yeah, so I think it's a bit. Uh, it might be a bit tragic that I'm still wearing a Tom Brady top. I'm sure there's plenty of people who still are. Yeah, exactly right. Of course, it's his second year at the Buccaneers, and yeah, sadly missing. But we've got a new boy now. Yeah. So forwards we go. But yes. it's hard to get. It's hard to get NFL stuff here in Australia. Oh, I assume it wouldn't be now, surely. No, it's still, it's still, there's still very limited stuff. Mm. If you want some good stuff, you got to import it. In fact, yeah, this one, well, yeah. this one, my brother bought for me when he was yeah, when he was over there. He bought it at, um, he bought it at uh, one Patriot place mm. at the ground. There you go. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Go Patriots. Yep. Let's go. Yep. Move on. <laughs> anyway, as I was saying, we did get a good review this week. Oh, awesome. The title was Dave is a Natural Entertainer. Ooh. Uh, it natural says, wanker. Yeah, well, <laughs> that too. Uh, it says, I love listening to Dave's voice. His enthusiasm and energy is so enjoyable. And then there's his expansive knowledge and passion for all things entertainment. If you're strapped for time and can't digest a longer podcast episode, uh, his YouTube content is even more entertaining. Dave is the whole package. Oh, thanks so much. This kind of, uh, this comes in from Lee Living, someone I actually know. <laughs> is <it>? Yeah, <laughs> uh, Lee Livingston. She is a um, uh, very well respected journalist here in Australia. She's fantastic. She's been working for years and okay. years, um, and she has a a podcast that she hosts with her friend Tim called Popcorn Podcast, which is really great. They do really really short form podcasts, right? So it's like five to ten minute sort of reviews. They don't rabbit um, on for two hours like No, that. exactly right. <laughs> no, they do small little reviews and stuff. They do interviews. They talk about trailers, all that kind of stuff. Their stuff's fantastic. And Lee is really lovely. Um and I've spoken to Tim uh, briefly as well. But they they're fantastic. And if you are uh, yeah, if you're in the market to just listen to some little smaller podcasts <laughs> every should, now and then. I should get on and have a listen. Yeah, they're quite good. Mm. They're quite good. If, you, if you've if you got like five or ten minutes to spare and you don't have the two hours. Oh, I don't think I've got five know. or ten minutes anyway <laughs> in my life. You can, uh, you, can, you can pluck it out and have a listen to them. But thanks thanks to Lee for, for writing Yeah, it's in. lovely. I wrote in to theirs as well, left a little review for them too. So You scratch mine and I'll scratch yours. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. Pretty much. <laughs> um, wait, we're doing, we're doing well in the charts this week um we number number six film reviews podcast of all time in australia if if you're talking about charts you should be putting on a casey Kasem voice oh yeah he used to do the top 40 on a sunday night yeah many years ago of course yeah yeah. of course my listeners might know casey Kasem better as the voice of shaggy from scooby-doo oh really yeah (laughs) Yeah. i didn't realize that yeah oh there you go there you go um, but yeah. <laughs> anyway, so in the charts this week, number six film reviews podcast of all time in Australia. Jeez, there mustn't be many. No. <laughs> well, the film reviews category is not the the main film category. Oh, okay. There's a film category, film and TV. But talking about that, we slipped into the charts for that one for the first time this week. Ooh. We're at 164. <laughs> Whew, out of 164, probably. <laughs> uh, but no, we slipped in there, so it's not bad. 
doing okay. Yeah, it's good. Picking up. This week's episode, mm. last week's episode was listened. There was a bit of a spike. Don't know what happened there, but there you go. Thanks to the listeners. Awesome. If you're new, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Whatever else, we appreciate it. Yeah, whatever platform you're yeah. putting up to up with us on. Yeah, there you go. Hey, we are uh, talking about YouTube. I'm close to 100,000 subscribers. You have? No, I'm close cool. to. <laughs> I thought you said you're close. No. I thought, what? No, but I, I think if it keeps tracking this way, by the time this podcast goes out, I probably will have crossed over. But I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be very careful. Where it's it's over um, ninety nine thousand six hundred something at the time of recording this. So awesome! I think we should clear the hundred thousand at least this week. I won't celebrate it just yet, but next week, hey, we can celebrate fifty podcasts and potentially a hundred thousand subscribers. There you go. And when do you get play button? Apparently, <laughs> I, apparently, I hear from them within like a week. Really? And then it might take like three months to get it. Oh, but. the way the bloody postal system is, of course, going to take I know. Months. Hey, let's talk about that fucking postal system. Hey, whoa, mate. So I was talking like last week, I had like a whole bunch of shit just sitting in, um, what do you call it, airports around the country. Yep. Heaps of stuff. Um, and as it turned out, OzPost postponed parcel post last weekend. Over the like sort of Friday through Tuesday, just yep. to kind of get through some of it, and then on the Wednesday, a whole bunch of shit wound up on the front doorstep. Yeah, <laughs> so a bunch of stuff cleared. Thankfully, I wasn't home, so I didn't get any of it. No, yeah, uh, but a bunch of other stuff has gone missing or is just sitting around In the ether somewhere. Yeah, um, I had one order from well, I placed two orders from JB Hi-Fi a week ago. Remember, we spoke about yeah, this yeah, last yeah, week. Right. The first order, they were both placed with express shipping and they were supposed to come with toll, the courier. Yep. First one arrived very next morning, less than 24 hours after I'd That's placed right, the order. Yeah, yeah. Second order, just sitting there, according to the tracking, hadn't been picked up. Shipment had been created, hadn't been picked up. Think of what's going on. So I got into toll yesterday morning, called them up. Took me an hour to get through, by the way, <sighs> because I kept ringing. They kept hanging up on me. I fucking hate that when you sit in the line Aww. and it goes boop and then it hangs up. You're like, what the fuck? So and then I got through to someone. They're like, I oh, will put you through to the correct department. I was like, all right, waiting. Boop, hang up. Fucking hell. Call back. It took an hour just going through this loop. Finally got into someone and they were like, oh, yeah, we see on our end that the parcel hasn't been picked up but uh, you're going to have to call JB Hi-Fi and organise with them another pickup of the parcel uh, so that uh, so that you can get it, but I can't take the directive from you. You have to get JB to contact us. So fucking hell. Oh so I called God. JB Hi-Fi, took an hour to get through to them. Again, three or four times I had to call because it just kept dropping out. Finally got through to someone. The girl on the other end was like, uh, we can see on our end that it has been picked up. Uh, but we don't know what's going on, so we need to raise an investigation. So they God. raise an investigation, and they're like, we'll get back to you as soon as we know anything. Haven't heard back. Uh, so who knows what's happened with that? Not too worried about it, because if it's gone missing or whatever else, It'll be uh, they'll, you, you, they'll replace yeah, exactly it. So that's right. perfectly fine. Amazon order, um, ordered like a month ago, came into the country two weeks ago, uh, into Queensland, and then was on its way to Melbourne to be delivered. Hasn't turned up. Called Oz Post. I was like, just want to double check on this. I mean, I understand there's delays at the moment. Could be delayed. She was like, uh, yeah, I can see here that it was scheduled for delivery like a week and a half ago and it hasn't been delivered, obviously, so we need to raise an investigation. <sighs> so there's another investigation over through Oz Post trying to figure out what's happened. Again, not too worried. It's just Amazon. 
I'll get a refund and have to replace the order. Oh. That's okay. It's a pain in the ass, but it's fine. The other order I'm a little bit more worried about is the one that's come from my pal Derek over overseas. Yeah. Uh, listen to the podcast, mm. all that stuff gets me a bunch of stuff. My Disney Movie Club exclusive, I've ordered through him a couple of hundred bucks worth of stuff. <laughs> I paid for, obviously, <laughs> I didn't make him pay for it. Um, I've been talking about this over the last couple of weeks, being ping-ponged yeah. back and forth between here and, and America. Um, now, it's apparently in Sydney. It's been it, I got an update on the weekend saying, yes, it's in Sydney. So I spoke to OzPost. I was like, just double check. And it actually, it's actually updated in my OzPost account now where it says, oh, yes, the OzPost right, okay. have it. So that's the first good sign. So, <laughs> so I was like, because I'm dealing with two tracking numbers, the USPS tracking number and the OzPost. So obviously USPS hands it over to OzPost at this end. And the OzPost tracking number hadn't updated, but the USPS one was showing me going back and forth, back and forth. Anyway, so it's finally coming to the OzPost thing where it's like updated, it's in Sydney. I was like, can I just get you to double check that you have it, that it's in the country? And she's like, oh, yes, I see. It's in a container at Sydney Airport waiting to clear customs. And it's been like a week. I said, can you tell me how long it's going to take? She's like, I don't know. We've got delays at the moment, all this stuff. And so as far as I'm aware, it's Mm. there. It's just waiting for processing. But every time I've had an order that is sitting on the pallet waiting for processing for like a week or two, red flags. God knows where that is. Who knows? It's in a shipping container waiting to put. Go through customs. Yeah. Is that one of, one of their bullshit excuses again? Well, like I said. Like that last like one. Like I said, every time I've had an order where it's sitting on a pallet waiting for clearance for like a week, it's a red flag. Yeah. But we'll give them the benefit of the doubt because everything's so fucked at the moment. Who knows? Maybe they've got a backlog of international pallets that are just sitting there waiting for clearance. So it's been in the post for about a month and a half, maybe a little bit less than a month and a half, which sometimes is a fairly usual time to receive stuff from overseas mm. and sometimes you know stuff might sit on a pallet and you're just not privy to it yeah that's right so because how because honestly how could it take a month for an item to go from there to here and delivery it, there's got to be a point in between there where it's just sitting on a pallet has to be so fingers crossed hopefully we get another update very soon we'll keep you updated here on the podcast hopefully next week we can celebrate 50 shows, 100,000 subs, and the delivery of my parcel, finally. But we had a really bad, bad one a few years ago, remember? I think mm. it was from, came from Canada. took bloody months. Oh, it was years it took ago. months, didn't yeah, it? No, but because he sent that by sea. Oh. It took two months to arrive by sea. It was cheaper for him, for the guy to send. It was like a record I ordered on eBay. That's it was right. cheaper for him to send it by sea than by air. To send it by sea it took two months, two and a half months or something crazy, yeah. There you go. Oh, well, we'll see what happens. Yes, hopefully we'll get exactly. here yeah, and I'm hopefully. sure it'll work out. We did get one great thing in the post this week, though, which arrived safe and sound. What's that? PS5. Oh, yeah. Yeah. God, the bloody... We got the PlayStation yeah, 5. Yeah, the... What do you call them? The bloody almost impossible... Yeah. Impossible thing to get. I posted it on Twitter. I was like, ooh. I yeah. used the, little, the emoji with the eyes doing the ooh thing. <laughs> Everyone's like, how the hell did you how did you get a PlayStation? I feel a little bad because we really had no interest. Well, we've been interested in getting one, but we thought we'll just wait. Yeah. No rush. And then we kind of got the new 4K TV and you kind of were like, maybe we get a PlayStation 5, we can get one, try and figure out how to get one. 
And I was like, oh, I'll try and figure out how to get one. And we had one within a week. Yeah. <laughs> when there's all these there's hundreds, if not millions of people out there trying to get their hands on one for like a year and then we're just yeah. like, oh, swoop in and get one. See, I'd heard, I'd heard that Big W and Target mm. were getting them. Mm-hmm. And I'd heard that Big W had had a shipment about a week earlier. Yeah. So I got onto their website and it and the, the on the in the the um there was like a little uh what do you call it like a little um, symbol symbol emblem, or something yeah. emblem on it that said um unavailable yeah and then a couple of days later it changed to coming soon and I thought mm. oh they must be getting a shipment yeah and then you went online yeah and found some yeah it's this it's this Twitter site. account so tips for anyone out there in Australia who's trying to get your hands on a PlayStation Five. This works. It's not a scam. That's how <laughs> it sounds we got very it. scammy, but this yeah. is how we got the PlayStation Five. It's called PS Five Stock Updates or something. PS Five uh, Stock Updates Australia or something. Just search like PS Five Australia. It's like the number one account that comes up. It's this guy who set up a bot that trails the Australian retailers, and every time this bot detects that the retailer has stock, it sends out a tweet. And right. it tells you it's got stock. But this I guy's also but this guy's also getting this intel where he someone's tipping him off as to the, this store is probably going to get stock within the next week. So he will provide like manual updates, but he has this bot trailing the websites and then bang, as it goes out, it goes out. So there's been all these little spot drops where they might only drop I don't know, they must it must be a small handful because they literally sell out in seconds. The websites don't advertise it, it just drops and if you know you know. Yep. So this website sends it out. We missed a drop on Amazon a couple That's of weeks right. ago. Yeah, yeah, yep. Got on, he goes, Yes, it's available. Put it in the cart. By the time we went to check out, they were gone. Um, but then there was this he tipped off that yeah, there's probably going to be stock at Big W today, so I just kept my eye on it. I put notifications on, so put your notifications on. You'll get the ping as soon as it goes out. Um, and then, yeah, it pinged. Big W was like, shit, got it? Yeah, it's in the car. I yelled out, hey, do you want a PlayStation? Do you want the PlayStation 5? Yeah, let's do it. So then fucking went through the car, done it, got it. Um, and then it disappeared from the website. So we, there must have been like this really small yeah, window. yeah. Uh, but the uh, the um, status of the order came up as error initially. Yeah, I'm like, oh no, what's happened? <laughs> but it came through. But the, came yeah, through. but I got on, I got on the on the bank, my bank account, and yeah, the, well, the money, money had gone and, and all that sort of stuff. So we thought, oh, okay, well, at least they got the money. And mm. but then it was about a week or so later. Well, it took a week to process it. So we were starting to think, oh, maybe they've just taken a pre order and not told us. Yeah, but no, it arrived last week. There yeah. you go. Yeah, it was on the Saturday. It was on Saturday. Yeah, it came on Saturday morning, Brandon. We had, we had four orders come that day, didn't we? Yeah, so weird. It was bizarre. Yeah. Yeah, so we we're really lucky to get our hands yeah. on it. Yeah. So, yeah, tips. You know, that's people it, that's have been trying to get them for ages and they can't yeah. get their hands on them. And then we just swoop in and got one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But, yeah, good tip. Find that Twitter account, put the notifications on, and the guy's good. I've still got the notifications on because I'm just, and just, just interested. I'm really curious to see. He. They, there's this drop on um, Amazon or something. There was a drop, and his his bot bugged out and sent out 18 notifications. Yeah, everyone oh, was really annoyed. Like, stop, God. just stop, stop. And then there's some other bug in it which was flagging Amazon as having stock, but it was like scalpers trying to sell it for like one and a half grand. Oh, so really? just be careful. Uh, just be vigilant, obviously. Yeah, you'll get them. You'll get them. His links too are like affiliate links, so he earns commissions oh, does on. He? Yeah, so he's making commissions, but um, yeah, fucking. Yeah, we cares? got it for normal he's retail. Getting you, so. He's getting you 
yeah, you, you're not out of pocket any extra. No, exactly you just right. Get, I think it's the Amazon one. So I, I don't think there's like commissions for the big oh, W we stuff or anything. Would, but. but but yeah, so if you buy it through Amazon, whatever. The guy's doing the Lord's work of this little, <laughs> this little bot. Crazy. But there you go, yeah, PlayStation 5 sitting out there, been playing. It's yeah, it's great. awesome. Um, shit, 20 minutes in, in our intro. Um, very quickly, before we do move on to the movie stuff, I got my first vaccine this week. Yes, you did. Yeah. Um, I got my second. You got your second? Yeah, you're fully vaccinated now. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Hopefully. Well, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully it works. <laughs> yeah. You might have to get that third booster shot. Probably get a booster now. in, I don't know, probably six months or 12 months' time, whatever yeah. it's supposed to be. But um, you were fine. You had barely any no, reaction to it. Bugger all. Um, I well, had, the fir- the, sorry, the first shot I just got a bit tired and yeah. hot had hot feet, which was really bizarre. Yeah. And just a bit of pain around the side mm. where I was jabbed. Yeah. But the second yeah. time round, nothing. Just a slight bit of pain on the mm. where I got jabbed, and yeah. that was gone in a day. I had probably within half an hour of getting jabbed, I had like what sounded like this like chattering in my ears, like someone just like reading out like where I was, what I was doing. Just one of those many voices that are in there. No, it sounded almost sound like Bill Gates. Like oh God. giving like sort of directions as to where I was, what I was doing. Really he, weird. Could he tell you where all his money is? I don't know. Yeah. It was like <laughs> just like narrating everywhere I was, like GPS. And then it was like the next day I checked my phone and there was this new like 5G connection on there, which is Dave's left arm. And I, I connected to it and um, not a great signal, fairly weak signal. Uh, but hopefully by the time we get the second shot, I'll have the um, <laughs> I have the full five G coverage. <laughs> <You're an idiot. laughs> no, fucking hell! This anti vaxxers is bullshit, man. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. I was okay. I was like fine. Yeah. I had pain at the injection site, as they call testicles it. Testicles haven't fallen off yet. No. Nah. Thank God. <laughs> Enough wood. Um, but no, pain at the injection site, which is like what they say is like the most common thing because that's the sign that your body's building the antibodies yeah, at, at the yeah. site that the foreign um, foreign bodies, bodies has entered. Um, other than that, I was The t- tracking capsule. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the second day I was tired but not incredibly tired. I don't know. Maybe it was just tired. I'm a generally tired person yeah, you had a couple most of late nights that week too. Yeah. Um, a couple of days leading up to it. By about 6 o'clock I was quite like – Usually, I, I sometimes I work till seven or eight, but by six, I was like, I can't work anymore. Yeah. Maybe I was just tired. I don't know. I felt a bit fuzzy, but other than that, that was it for me. And yeah, then. You had two nights that you didn't get a bed till two know, or three in the morning. That's what so. I mean. So I'm probably just a generally tired man. Maybe. Um, but other than that, I was okay. The mm. pain in the arm is completely gone, and I got the vax on Monday. It's now Friday. The pain was gone by Wednesday. Yeah. And I yeah, can't even good. see where I was jabbed, but definitely nah. jabbed, and there you go. Yeah. So I was perfectly fine. You were perfectly fine. I am hearing stories from other people who react in different ways. And you're, and you're booked in for your second. I'm booked in for my second. It's five, well, six, five weeks, essentially Just now. Just over five weeks. Yeah. So anyway, the uh, moral of the story is if you can, get vaxxed. Yep. Help us out of this. Got to do it. Do it for yourself. Do it for everyone else around you. Do the good thing. It's perfectly fine. It's perfectly safe. I'm not a medical profession <laughs> professional, but... Uh, as they're saying, it's perfectly fine. It's safe. I've been fine. We're both fine. Go and get it done. Yep. Everyone we know who's had it's been fine. Has not had any yep. issues. My parents and yeah, heard from a few people who had some, some minor reactions to it. Yeah. But other than that, no, it's perfectly safe and it's good. Do the good thing. But they reckon the go second one, the second one for you is the 
Oh, yeah, you're most likely to. Yeah, get kicking the ass. Whereas, because I had the AstraZeneca, that's so flipped. It's usually the first one. Yeah. But the second one, we had bugger all. Yeah. It was good. There you go. So get out and do it, mm-hmm. please. There you go. Let's talk about the movie stuff, which is what this podcast is usually about. And uh, we're 25 minutes in. Oh, we've been moving. We on better then. talk about it. There's a bit of stuff to talk about today. Uh, what we've been watching this week. Oh, jeez. Unless we can't. What a picture. Good picture. Yeah. That'd be so much fun. What we've been watching. <laughs> All over the place today. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's probably that tracking device oh, messing maybe. with the brain a little bit. Uh, catalog titles this week. I got. I finally got to my pile because there's been so much delay in stock, uh, in delay in the post. I, it's been taking a little while for the stock to come in from the distributors. Yep. So I've been, been waiting and waiting and waiting. I'm going to be late on those. I had to say to myself, I was like, I'm sorry. I'm probably going to. It's going to take me longer than, than normal to get this stuff because of all the delays. And like, we understand. <laughs> we understand there's delays in getting this stuff out. Anyway, so I did get to my pile. I watched the canine films. Uh, Jim Belushi and his dog. He's a cop and he's got his dog in the canine unit. First movie's fun. Good. I liked it. I'm sure I've seen it many years ago when I was a kid. 1989, I think. That's second to a pretty average well, they were, they're watchable. Well, sort of. The third one's We don't want to think or... Well, I didn't you know. realise they were straight to video movies, the, the second two. Oh, really? Yep. I didn't realise that. Yeah, straight to video. They were made 10 years later. <laughs> second oh, one was really? like 1999 and the third one was 2001. But yeah, so I enjoyed them. They were okay, but the... the um, yeah, they're good fun. Two and three weren't great. No, one's first good. one's first one's, one's good. good. I'm sure I have seen it at some That's point. Fine. I watched. Oh gosh, guess this! I finally got around to watching Xanadu. Now watch this has Olivia Newton-John, who's all right. You got, gotta love her because she's Australian oh, icon, yeah, exactly and right. she's great. She's done the Hard Yards, and she's just a wonderful person yeah. all around. Great performer, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It has Gene Kelly. One of my favourites. This was his last film. He did a few like TV things after it, but this is his last film. He did a lot of the choreography and stuff for it. Great. Music by ELO, the Electric Light yeah, Orchestra. It's great. I love them as well. Mm-hmm. Animation. There's like a small animated sequence in there directed by Don Bluth. I remember that. Yeah, it's a like five, ten minute sequence. Animation by Don Bluth, who was one of the great Disney animators who... Uh, led a mutiny and went and formed his own animation house in the 1980s and made some great, all these great animated films. Mm. Um, so it has everything going for it, but it's fucking awful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it no, is one no of the fun. worst movies ever. It's no fun. Terrible. Uh, but I had to watch it just to, I knew it wasn't going to be great going into it, but I had to watch it because just for all these things, Gene Kelly, big fan, Don Bluth, big fan, ELO, big fan, Olivia Newton-John, gotta love her. Uh, but yeah, terrible probably movie. for a twelve-year-old girl, maybe. Probably, but I've finally ticked that one off. Or just people who like fucking disco music and yeah. shit like that. Really, Abba. I would imagine it'd be really, really badly dated too. Oh, it's awful. Yeah, really bad, really dated. Like only, you know, they're probably wearing um, fluoro. Oh yeah, fluoro clothing. Completely and like leg 80s. warmers yeah, and yeah, yeah. Oh, disco music. That like awful. effect that they do where like they're singing and then it like they like. Like, like a multi-layer, like multi-layer, of. but like in different <laughs> colours and stuff. And oh. then, weird, crazy it's awful. movie. I awful. can't, you know. I knew it was going to be bad, but multiple reasons I wanted to watch it. 
Mm. Uh, Gene Kelly, probably the top of why I was like, I have to watch it because like his last movie. I just love Gene Kelly. Mm. Anyway, so I got that one out of the way. Uh, fairly well, they're still a bit old, but we watched uh, Crimson Peak finally, yep. 2015. Tom Hiddleston, uh, Mia Wasikowska, who's an Australian actress, who was in Alice in Wonderland. Uh, and Jessica Chastain was in it as well. Yep. Charlie, Charlie Hunnam. Charlie Hunnam, yeah. I like Charlie Hunnam. Yeah, what did you think of this one? What you saw of it? It was okay. Yeah. It wasn't great. Yeah. Uh, Guillermo del Toro directed this as well. Did he? What, did he, what else did he do? Um, he has done like Pan's Labyrinth, The Shape of Water, uh, <sighs> stuff that. There you go. Watch it's like. <laughs> I haven't seen Pan's Labyrinth, but apparently it's incredible. Mm. Check it out. I guarantee you it's got like a fucking eight something. Really? Yes. Yeah, it's Pan. probably got a probably got a um There you go. Uh cult following, has it? Well it does, but apparently it's just a really amazing movie. Yeah, eight, eight two. point two, yeah. It's apparently incredible. He's a visionary filmmaker. Okay, I've got to give him that. He's terrific. He knows what he's doing. But his movies have been like a bit touch and go. What I've seen anyway. Uh, but yeah, Crimson Peak. Uh, we'll have to check it out. That's one I've wanted to see for a long time. Um, it was all right. I think it did. I think this one did get mixed reviews when it first came out. Yeah. Which was why I kind of put off watching it. I was overseas when it came out. I wanted to see it. Alicia wasn't that interested. I was like, eh, whatever. I'll watch it on Blu-ray one day. And finally got around to it. It was okay. It's not one I'll watch ever watch again. No. That's for sure. Talking of uh, Bride Wars, we finally watched. <laughs> wasn't that bad? <laughs> no, nah, it wasn't that bad. It was Good just. It was just a you know a Sunday night. Well, film you just, just put to an easy one. On. Turn the brain off and Kate um, Kate Hudson, um, Anne Hathaway, yep, Chris Pratt, yep, a bunch of others. <laughs> I can't remember. Chris Pratt looked young. Yeah. Because it was 2006, something like that. Yeah, yeah. It was before Guardians. Uh, oh well, yeah. It was all right, but it's like typical sort of that kind of thing that you would imagine. 2009. It lost. I lost my attention at the end. The last like 20 minutes, I was like, I'm out. I'm checked out. Oh, but most of it was, was okay. about 20 minutes in when I checked out. Yeah, it was okay. It was all right, but it was, but it was just a film to put on just to relax before the week ahead. Pretty much. Not that we do much, much during the week. Well, just more sitting on the couch watching TV. Yeah, well, for some, <laughs> some, some in the house left to get up and go to work on the Monday. Yeah, and now another one that I will never watch again in my life: Hotel Artemis. Mm. Not a fan. It's pretty, pretty crap, actually. It's probably how I would say. <laughs> um, I knew I, it's one that I've been looking at and thinking, oh, I don't think it's going to be that great. You had it up. Yeah, I know. Um. Had a huge cast, like a really great cast. Jodie Foster, Dave Batista. Um, it had uh, what's his name? Uh, Jeff Goldblum was in it. Sterling yeah, K. Brown, Brian Tyree Henry, Terrific cast. Butella. Yeah, yeah. From uh, the the dreaded Mummy film with Tom Cruise, she was the Mummy. Mm. Charlie Day, Kenneth Choi. Yeah, huge cast. Uh, it was crap. It's like set in a dystopian future. The whole world's falling apart and there's like this hotel, this derelict hotel, but this one person's working out of it and she's like a nurse and she fixes up all the criminals and they yep. come in. And I'd right. watch that again before Crimson Peak though. I don't think I would. That was I wouldn't watch either. I wouldn't watch either again. No. But I'd watch that. I think Crimson I'd watch Peak. Crimson Peak again, to be honest. I enjoyed that mm. more than this. 
this was crap. Crap. Bored. I was bored. It just bored me, the whole movie. <laughs> I was bored. It's like, this is not interesting. Crimson Peak, at least, beautifully shot, gorgeous. The set designs and everything, incredible. Oh, yeah, yeah. I watched, I ended up Definitely. watching all the special features, like how they crafted the sets and just, ooh, stunning. Hotel Artemis. Oof. Just bored. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Oh, well. That's about what we watched this week. Um, some newer movies. Well, some documentaries. We got through a couple of documentaries this week. Um, these are all fairly new to streaming, so if you want to check them out. Happier Than Ever, A Love Letter to Los Angeles. This was the Billie Eilish Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would really call it a documentary. It's a um, would you call it a concert film? Concert film, yeah. Goes for forty-five minutes, maybe about an hour. Mm. It's her full album, the new album, Happier Than Ever, which is an amazing album. Um, and it is essentially her and her brother Phineas performing the album live at the Hollywood Bowl mm. in Los Angeles, of course. Um, and some of it's just her and Phineas and a drummer, and then other parts they've got like a full symphony orchestra, orchestra. behind them. Do you them. know who the orchestra was? I can't remember the name of the guy who. I think it was the Philharmonic Orchestra. Oh, okay. But the composer's incredible. Um, directed, the film was directed by Robert Rodriguez. Mm. You know Robert Rodriguez? Probably. Sin City. <laughs> Oh, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. Spy Kids. <laughs> Spy Did the Kids. Al Mariachi films. Yeah. Oh, that's Terrific right. filmmaker, visual filmmaker, um, and stunningly shot, beautifully shot film. Gustavo Dudamel, that's the name of the composer, yeah. Mm. Gorgeously shot. Yeah, it was lovely. Stunning. Mm. Just each little song was almost like its own little uh, thing, but they performed it without, a co- without an audience or anything, so yeah. obviously COVID times. That's beautiful. She's beautiful. an incredibly talented girl. Yeah. She's only, what, 20 maybe? I think she's 20, yeah. Nine, I think she's 20 this year. Incredible, incredible performer and just musician, writer. Yeah, 20 in December. Yeah, so she's 19 when stuff. it was made. Her and her brother both incredibly talented. Oh, my God. Uh, but, yeah, I really loved that. I thought it was great. If you're a fan of Billie Eilish, you'll like it. If you're not a fan of Billie Eilish, you you, you won't like it. But, yeah, um, that's right. But beautifully, but visual. But if you're just a visual artist interested in visuals, it's worth looking at. Again, it's like less than an hour. Um, just the the way they've done the lighting, some of the filming techniques and stuff. Some of it's animated. It almost looks like that animation from the Marvel What If yeah, program. Yeah. Um, obviously both Disney productions. They probably had the same um, animation house animating for it. Uh, but, yeah, really, I really liked it. I thought it was quite good. You're a big fan, though. I am a – I wouldn't say big fan, but I am a fan. Yeah. I'm a fan. I love her music. I don't mind her stuff. And I think Robert Rodriguez is just incredible. So mm. it's I like how a, much input she had in it. In... Oh, complete, probably. She would have to have, I think, because oh, it, really, it, really, it really sort of – when you when you sort of watch it, you can sort of imagine mm. that's come out of her head. Yeah, probably. I imagine it would have been a, like, let's sit down, let's talk, this is how I envision it, and then he's gone, this is how we can make it happen sort of mm. thing. Yeah, probably. Or here's my input, here's what I think we can do. And then, you know, fairly collaborative sort of thing, mm. I think. And just the, I love that idea of, like, the meeting of minds between two artists from different sides of the spectrum coming together and trying to make something happen. Yep. That's why I love Fantasia so much. It's like this collaboration between Walt Disney and um, so many other artists, you know, the people who did the music and all that just coming together and going, how can we make this work visually? 
from all these different, you know, musicians yep. and filmmakers and whatever. It's great. Mm. So if you like that kind of thing, definitely worth uh, checking this one out. Again, it's very short and I liked it. Yeah, I, I, liked I, didn't, it. What, I didn't see the whole thing, did I? I, think, I, I think so, yeah. Did I? Yeah. Oh, I Watched it over two thing, nights. Yeah. Because I put it on really late the first night. I was like, I'll watch it a little bit. And then I ended up watching like half an hour. Like, I'll finish it tomorrow. But yeah. I really I really liked the anima- animated parts of mm. it. It's good. You know, with the animation in the car and yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah, there you it was go. good. I enjoyed it. We also watched this. Had a so that's on Disney Plus. Right yep. now. it's gone up like a week ago. Uh, one we watched on Apple TV Plus. Nine Eleven inside the President's War Room. This, uh, if you're overseas, if you're in the UK, this was exclusive to the BBC. So you can probably watch it on the BBC iView, whatever it's called. I don't know about the US. Probably, uh, probably Apple as well. It's a really great documentary about Nine Eleven from yeah. sort of George, the perspective of George Bush and his. Um, his team, his yeah, his team, war, his war room, basically. Yeah. <laughs> that um, was really good. Yeah, I mean, not to get too political or anything. Whatever you think about George Bush, the administration, the war in Iraq, uh, yeah. Afghanistan, all that kind of stuff. Whatever. Um, I just, I think it's just a really interesting look into um, how the how how a presidential team deals with something like that. Sort of like yeah, a minute by I, minute account. That's what I liked about it. Yeah. And how, yeah, just how how he dealt with it as well. Mm. Because he, um, you know, from where we sit, he looks like he's a bit, <laughs> yeah, bit of a, bit of a, what would you say, bit of a, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not, the, not the smartest, no. not the sharpest tool in no. the shed, yeah. let's say. Um, but I think he dealt with it really well. Yeah. Um, through, you know, watching that doco and seeing how he dealt with it and, mm. and the people around him. Dealt with it and stuff, yeah. and, and he was really quite forthright and quite angry mm. when it happened, and mm. he just wanted he just wanted revenge, yeah. and the people around him sort of settled him. Like, and, no, settle down, man. You know, he wanted to get straight back to Washington so he could get to work, mm. and they wouldn't allow him to get back to yeah. Washington, and because it was too dangerous at the time, and so they diverted the plane a couple of times, yeah. and they kept on the move, and and then they got like fake inc- fake intel that there was someone on Air Force One that was going to take yeah, the plane that's, down. That's right. So then they had just they were like questioning who on the team is now gonna. It's like is this an inside job or yeah. whatever else? So because they, they had journalists and everything on that yeah, plane, yeah, yeah. So they made the journalists sit in their seats and they weren't allowed to move or do yeah. anything. What I thought was crazy, one yeah. of his, I can't remember who it was, but one of the the cab, part of his cabinet. They when they got back to Washington and they have they both they have the decoy of the the chopper. Yeah. So they have two planes. They take the president in one and they have the decoy. Yep. And he was either a journalist or someone who was on Bush's team said that he was in the decoy chopper and you had like they were flanked by other uh, like air force fighter jets. fighter jets and stuff. And he was just thinking like, what happens if like one of these planes that's taken over by a terrorist comes up beside it and he's like, I just wanted to hold up a sign saying he's in the other one. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. But it's just, just a really fascinating just kind of look into yeah. the human psyche and how a variety of different people dealt with the moment. Mm. Um, I saw it got absolutely panned by people online because people like, this is just like a bunch of war criminals, um, like patting themselves on the back for, you know, and trying to um, justify their actions and stuff. <sighs> I'm not even going to get down that route, but it's like it's just a really fascinating look into. Yeah, I loved it. I love I love politics. I love American politics in particular. Mm. I think it's fascinating, and whether it is a 
Democratic president or a Republican president. I just, I'm so interested in the stories that yeah. are behind how these people deal with these things in different ways, these historical moments. Because um, the political system there is different. Yeah, yeah, so different. You know, and we're, we're only a nation of, what, 25, 26 mm. million people, and they've yeah. got, what, 300 million or something. Yeah. So when you think about it, you've got this one person who mm. becomes pretty much the leader of the free world, the really. Most powerful person most in the powerful, world. Most powerful, yeah, exactly. Um, who is one out of 300 million people. Yeah. So there has to be something fairly extraordinary about mm. them to to yeah. get to that point. Mm. Whereas here, oh God, we change <laughs> prime ministers every twelve months. Yeah. <laughs> you know, prime ministers and premiers and stuff every twelve months or so. In fact, there was a time there where we we had about four or five in the space of about three yeah. years. Was that scene in The Simpsons? That Simpsons episode where they go to Australia and um, Bart prank calls the pri- the prime minister. To ask him about the wa- if the water's running backwards or whatever. Oh, and the guy, like the Prime Minister's assistant, comes running out. He's like in the middle of the outback and the Prime Minister's, Mr. Prime Minister, Mr. Prime Minister. And the Prime Minister's sitting in, in the stream in his budgie smugglers in like a, like a pool tire yeah. thing, sitting there with a, with a can of beer. That's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, That's pretty exactly. accurate. <laughs> That's about um, right. But, yeah, compared to... The American president. <laughs> yeah. Just just an interesting yeah. interesting um, side note on that mm. where you're talking about, you know, sitting in a tire and drinking yeah, yeah, beer yeah. or whatever. When Alicia came here, mm. she couldn't believe how close she could get to our Prime Minister and oh, stuff. Yeah, she could walk shit. down the street next to them. Yeah. Whereas obviously she can't do no that. No way. They have like no their whole will. security team and yeah. shit and you would never be anywhere in public where you'd just be – because we did um, what's called the Dreamtime match, the Dreamtime of the G, which is um, an Indigenous round in our football here. And they do a march from Federation Square, which is in the middle of the city of Melbourne, uh, down to uh, down to the, the MCG, MCG, Melbourne Cricket football Ground. Um, it's just like a 15, 10, 15-minute walk. Yeah. Um, and this Dreamtime of the G, the Prime Minister shows up and is walking alongside everyone. Yeah. And Alicia couldn't believe. Like, we were like, I was like, come come over here. I was like, come, we'll just like walk next to the Prime Minister. She's like, you can't do it. I was like, yes, you can. He had a couple of like intel people with him. Oh, yeah, and, but security very late. Detail, was he? He's just walking with people. I was like, check this out. I'll get a selfie and with the Prime Minister. people getting selfies. And yeah, like, I was like, check this out. I'll get a selfie with the Prime Minister. Hey, Prime Minister, Prime Minister. She and couldn't he, believe it. And he, he, he's happy to do yeah, it. Yeah, he's so. like, hey. And it's pretty much every Prime Minister here. Pretty much. You know, but geez, That's you wouldn't, a bit be able to, wouldn't be able to do that. Oh, no. With the President or the Prime Minister in the UK. No, that's for sure. No, pretty lax. But there you go. So it's very yeah. different. I'm so interested in that stuff. But a very well-made documentary. Um, so many, like, a lot of the visuals we've seen before, like the videos and stuff over and over again. But look, most of the pictures I had never seen. Pictures that were taken inside Air Force One or at the White House mm. or in the bunkers and all that kind of shit. Yeah. So fascinating. It's at this point in history now where they're allowed to divulge a little bit more information. Yeah, Biden right. is about to release like a whole bunch of um, previously secret documentation was part of his like promise to get into office that he will release all this 9-11 stuff. Mm. So a lot more stuff's coming out now and it's just, I just thought it was interesting to yeah. hear it from, would you say, the horse's mouth as they yeah. say. Good doco. Really good doco. Check it's it worth, out. Worth watching. Really well made. Good story. Good tension, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, really. of course, this weekend's the 20th anniversary. Yeah, it is. So there's a bunch of stuff. Of there's, a, there's a Netflix series as well, six-part series I want to watch. To yeah, yeah, 9/11. It'll be yeah. interesting. Look into that. Yeah. Um, other than that, we also watch one called Val. This was on Amazon Prime. Mm. Uh, this is probably more in line with what people listen to this podcast yeah, for. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, 
I loved this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really good. I loved good. it. Yeah. This is the documentary on Val Kilmer. Yeah. I knew nothing about the guy. Yep. He's a different piece of work, isn't he? Yeah. He's one of those actors you see and stuff and you're like, yeah, I like him. Um, I grew up, the first Batman movie I ever remember going to cinemas was Batman Forever, Val Kilmer. Mm. Still my, like one of my favourite Batman movies, if not my favourite Batman movie, just because of all the nostalgia. And Val Kilmer, I just thought it was great. Um, but he's had such a, just a troubled life, just his career, his life, personal life, his career as well. All these hurdles he's had to jump yeah. over through his career where he's never quite been satisfied um, he had throat cancer not longer, which I had no idea yeah, about. Yeah, I didn't know that at all. Which has affect, uh, obviously affected him in very different his, himself personally, obviously, but his career as well has affected that completely different way. Um, it's just a real again a dive into the human psyche. Yeah, and just this, and his film he has been filming stuff his yeah, whole yeah, life since he was a kid. Yeah, he's like I was like the first person but I knew just to have a the amount of stuff he's got. Like that's what I mean. Yeah, people, like a warehouse full. But he said he's like the first person he knew to have like a little video camera, like a little handheld camera, so yeah. great, whatever. And throughout his life, he's just filmed everything. Mm. Everything. Just yeah. short films as a kid, uh, behind the scenes of all the movies he did, um, stage shows that he was in when he was a kid, like yeah. sports shows and drama performances, just everything, like everything you could imagine. And yeah, filled at warehouse yeah. with all this stuff and they pulled it all out and yeah. he's... He, it, Assumed one day he'd make a movie about his career. Mm. But it ended up being like this retrospective on just a life. Yeah. And obviously he knows he probably doesn't have long or he's at that point where he's like, this is probably the end point of my story. Yeah. And he's happy to get the story Don't out there now. Fuck, is and and um, narrated by his son. Yeah. Whose voice is very, very similar exactly to his. Like him, you that? know? It's crazy. Um, but it was really, really well put together. Yeah. Um. You know, I just really, I really enjoyed. It. I, I started watching it a little while ago, mm. and watched probably half an hour of it. Mm. And you'd sort of notice that. Oh, should I wonder watch that? Oh, I want to watch, yeah. it, watch it again later. You know, so but it was great. It was awesome. Cool. Just amazing. Just, just emotional, and it makes you happy. It makes you cry a little bit. It makes you just. It throws you through everything. But I just have such a huge respect for him now, and it's. I, it surprised me how many movies come up. I was like, oh yeah, he was in that. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's in, oh yeah, he's in Top Gun. I've seen Top Gun fucking twenty times. Oh shit, yeah, he was in Top Gun. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he was in that one he's too. Second lead in Top Gun. Yeah, yeah. But every all these movies are just movies where I'm like, oh yeah, shit, I forgot Val Kilmer was in that. He's just such an understated performer, but he's great and everything. Yeah, and a couple, a couple of really good little little uh, behind the scenes. Yeah. Of of when they were filming Top Gun. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, you yeah. know, when they're relaxing in yeah. the. Relaxing in the lounge and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, that was really great, great on the set of um, uh, the Island of Doctor Moreau with Malin Brando mm. and the director, who just yeah. the whole production went out of control. And there's a scene where he, Val Kilmer's fighting with the director, and the camera's That's still rolling. Right, the yeah. director's like, "Turn that camera off." He's like, "No, I want this on record." <laughs> You've <laughs> yeah. just told us you want to walk off the film. I want this on record. Yeah. It's just crazy stuff yeah. like that. So if you're interested in that, it's on Amazon Prime. Definitely check it out. It's an ama- like one of the best. Biography, bi- biopic docos I've ever seen. Mm. I loved it. Yeah, and just and, and just and there was another bit that, that really got me was the when he was doing that stage play and he was mm. supposed to, he was going to be lead and then he was oh, asked yeah. to be second lead because Sean Penn. Sh- no, no, no. Um, who was it? 
Um, oh, um, Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon was available. He was going to be first. I said, yeah, okay. And he said, oh, can you be I'll third? I'll do the can second be, lead. Can you be third because Sean Penn's available? Well, yeah, he got first and then they were like, oh, Kevin Bacon's available. Can you be second? He's like, yeah. And then Kevin Bacon and then Sean Penn became was available. available. Like, can you be third? Yeah. yeah. So just his whole career was like stuff like that where he just yeah. kept getting knocked down. Yeah. Um, Tombstone's another movie. I was like, oh, yeah, he's in Tombstone. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he was so, great in Tombstone. Oh, yeah. Amazing. He was really good in So that. anyway... Val is on Amazon. The 9-11 one is on Apple TV. It's good Inside the President's War and the Billie Eilish uh, film, concert film, Disney+. Plus. Check them all out. They're all great in their own way for various different reasons. Other than that, on television, very briefly, we watched Marvel What If, this week's episode, episode five, Zombies. What If Zombies? This is like based on the run of comics called Marvel Zombies, which is like, it's just like reimagines the Marvel Universe, but they're all zombies. That's I'll take it. you at your word. <laughs> Did you not watch this episode? Yeah, watch that episode. The comics I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, that was a fun one. Yeah, it was all right. It was good. I uh, had Paul Rudd was in there as yeah. Ant-Man, which was the best part, obviously. <laughs> Love Paul Rudd. Um, overall, though, the series I'm I'm not loving. No, I'm the same. I don't think I love it. The first, was the first couple were good? Yeah. First, I really love that third one, which was like the Avengers getting popped mm. off. Maybe it's just the the novelty's worn off. I don't know. I see a lot of people just loving it, like raving, but I just, I can't, I don't know. It's the first thing from Marvel Studios where I've been like, eh, it's a bit, eh, mm. don't love it. I love the animation stuff. Oh, the animation's That's great. Really, really I awesome. love the voice, most of the voice cast yeah. is there and all that. No, it's just not, just not something like, oh yeah, all right, we'll watch this next one. And if I miss the next one, it's not going str- yeah. to bother me. Yeah. I would think. It's good. It's obviously good, but okay. I just I don't love it. Don't no. There were a couple of good ones, but the last Yeah, I think it's going to be a mixed bag. Oh, we'll keep watching it. Ted Lasso we watched this week. Great <sighs> as always. That's <laughs> just, what, what else can you say about it? <laughs> exactly. Such a bloody good show. Was, no, here you go. I was just saying, I was, I was at work yesterday speaking yeah. to a couple of people about it. Yeah. And um, one of them... I'm saying, oh, yeah, my mate's told me about that one. He mm-hmm. reckons it's really good to us. Mate, you've got to get onto it. And there's another guy, there's another guy there um, who has only been has only been at the studio for probably, I don't know, two or three months maybe. Mm. Maybe, oh, yeah, about three, yeah, about yeah. three months or so. Um, and he and he's uh, he's a different cat, this one. Right, he yeah. dresses differently and mm-hmm. he's just a real... Artiste. A real artiste, a yeah, real right. hipster artiste, yeah, yeah. right? Um. And when I started talking to Alex about it, he pipes, oh, yeah, yeah, no, that one. Because Alex said, oh, what's it on? I said, oh, I can't remember. I think it's on Amazon or something. Yeah, yeah. And he's piped up and going, no, 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 it's, yeah, on, yeah. it's on Apple, you know. Mm. And so it was just bizarre to see him yeah, yeah. knowing what it was and said, oh, yeah. it's fantastic, you know. Yeah. No, like I said, like, really I've been saying, like I've been saying, every yeah. week there's someone else I see on Twitter who's like, I've finally watched Ted Lasso and I love it. Mm. You haven't watched it, fucking love it. I can't watch it. James, who is a regular listener of the podcast um, and a patron and all that, uh, he got to it late as well. He's like, oh, my God, I can't believe I got to this. He messaged me. He's like, I can't believe I got to this so late. I was like, I've been been saying it for fucking ages. He's like, like, I smashed it all, like like the whole season, like fucking in one, one drop. But so good. It's such the writing in this season's amazing. Too. Yeah, it is good. The character development, the character arcs and stuff is so good. Mm. A lot of people are hating it. They're like, oh, what are you doing this to this? Oh, pardon me, hiccup. Um, I won't spoil anything, but people are like, oh, why are you doing this to this character? And it's like, it's development, it's character <laughs> development. Fucking, it's great. I love it. I think it's so good. I, this is like my highlight of the week. 
And then after talking about um, what's the what's the guy's name? The character looking like a bloody animated. Oh, Roy Kent. Roy yeah. Kent. Oh, you can't. You can't, <laughs> you can't unsee it. <laughs> Once you got that in your head, you can't yeah. unsee it. Yeah, so he funny. just looks animated. He's obviously not, but no, obviously not. But he does. You can understand why these yeah. crazy people. Yeah. Uh, only murders in the building as well. We watched uh, the next That's episode good. of that fourth episode. That is good. Great. That's the Steve Martin it's one. It's a really good show. Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez. Yeah. Great. And then these little cameos that pop up every now and then. Yeah. It's cool. Uh, love that. That's on Disney Plus. Check that one out. And as that's uh, well. what? Oh, Disney Plus. Disney yeah. Plus. Yeah. Brother uh, Steve. Well, Hulu. Uh, well, yeah, Steve would love it. Um, but if you're over in the states, it's on Hulu. Right. Because on Disney Plus Star here. Right. There you go. Okay. So with that out of the way, it is now time for this week's. Admin <laughs> update. Stop laughing. The bong update. Oh, okay. I've done it this week. I've, I've split the fucking sound effect down because there's this rumour out there floating around that the sound effect is a bong. It's not a bong. This has started with the world's worst manager, Wacko Jacko, who said, you know that sound effect is definitely someone ripping a bong. No, it's not. It's a guy smoking a cigarette and then also at the same time it's – Pouring glass, off a drink which is you. We in a glass of you. ice. Yeah. And it comes out like... <laughs> <laughs> and I said last week, all right, I'm going to prove it once and for all, okay? These are the two sound effects that run concurrently. <laughs> Guy lighting a cigarette. And then... Yeah. There you go. See? And I'm... Fortunately, it comes out like. <laughs> I'm glad I put an end to that. That's the end. <laughs> All right, That's so funny. this week we watched three episodes. It was three episodes, I think. One last night, one the night before. One on Monday. Yeah. Yeah. So three yeah. eps. We nearly finished season three. Uh, sorry, mm. season two. So we've got three left, haven't we? Yeah. Awesome. So we'll get into season three in a couple yeah, of weeks. Yeah, it's yeah. good. And it gets better and better. It's oh, so good. I love it. It gets better and better. The characters yeah. just get better and better. And they get deeper and deeper into the yeah. shit. Don is finally getting his comeuppance. Yep. He was forced to sleep on the floor and now he's been kicked out of his own house. Yep. For being a dog. Yep. Uh, so he's finally getting his juice. Yep. Uh which is good because at the beginning we were kind of like, oh, they're really glorifying this dirtbag. <laughs> like, am I supposed to like it? You're expecting me to like this guy, but he's a real fucking dirtbag. I think they were just showing what it was like at the time. Yeah, but That's now he's finally getting his dues. Yeah. And it's really, really good. <laughs> <laughs> and it gets better. Good. Yeah, I'm keen. So, yeah, so we got, was it like seven seasons or something? Um, yeah, really enjoying this one so much better than that fucking Deadwood. Mm. Ugh, hate it, Deadwood. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, so we nearly we've nearly finished that second season. Hopefully next week we'll be celebrating not only fifty episodes, <laughs> hundred thousand subscribers. Uh, what was the other thing? Getting your parcel. 
get my parcel and finish in season, finish season two. two of Mad Men. So got a big celebration all around next week. Make sure to tune in. It's going to be great. <laughs> um, other than that, uh, let's uh, quickly partner highlights. Random Space Media, amazing team. Send me a whole bunch of stuff this week. If you can see it, if you're watching it out there, you can see it. So much stuff. A uh, bunch of new releases they've got that I've been plugging recently. The Resident Evil 4K Blu-ray box set. Uh, there's the Jumanji 3D Plus Blu-ray. Uh, sorry, uh, the 3D Plus 4K box set, which has got Jumanji Next Level and Welcome to the Jungle. You got the Spider-Man Far From Home Homecoming 4K Plus 3D box set, all available right now. Uh, but they're very excited because they've just launched this new range of DreamWorks. Um, box sets. I think a few of them came out last year, but this is the newest one. It's a 15-movie collection. It's got the three Shrek films plus Puss in Boots, Kung Fu Panda 1, 2, and 3, Madagascar 1, 2, 3, and Penguins of Madagascar, and all the How to Train Dragon movies. And then they've got a bunch of these other ones in here as well, which is uh, just four movie collections. So they've got ones which is like pretty much all the DreamWorks movies. There's a couple that are missing. Uh, but the most exciting ones here is there's like a, an Ardman collection, which has Chicken Run, Chicken Run, Wallace and Gromit, <laughs> uh, Curious of the Weird Rabbit, Flushed Away, um, print, and then another one which has got Prince of Egypt, El Dorado, Joseph King of Dreams, Sinbad, Legend of the Seven Seas. Only ways to get those ones in Australia, exclusively through Random Space Media. If you want to go over there until the end of the month, until the end of September, you can use Dream 15 at checkout and you get 15% off any one of the DreamWorks uh, titles. If you place an order with any DreamWorks titles plus any other just random stuff, you'll only get 15% off the DreamWorks title. So it only applies to uh, to those ones right there. So, yeah, head over to randomspacemedia.com, use Dream15, get 15% off any of the DreamWorks uh, collections. Great stuff. Uh, after I had procured all of them myself, I imported yeah. <laughs> all of them about a year ago. <laughs> so thanks. Because you, Ram- wanted, you wanted to get your hands on them all so you could watch them yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of so I imported a bunch from Amazon, uh, <gasps> the ones that weren't available here. Uh, but I think I used uh, I think I used commission on them, so um, did, I was not out of pocket. But then all the other ones that were available here, I probably spent a couple of hundred bucks to get mm. them, and now I've got. And some of them we had trouble finding too. We had to go from yeah. one yeah. store to the next to try and get them. Yeah, but anyway, they're now available from Random Space Media. Thanks to the guys for sending them out. I've got to make a video on them over the weekend, so I'll put that up uh, if you're more interested to take a, a, a closer look at them. Uh, Kicks.com.au, again, I teamed up with them. In celebration of Fast 9 hitting 4K, ultra high definition, and Blu-ray and DVD, you can have it at kicks.com.au, pick up a copy of that one right there. And the code DAVE15 is still active. I don't know how much longer it's active for. I thought it was supposed to finish at the end of the month, but it's still active. Dave 15. September, though. End September, probably. No, it was supposed to be the beginning of September, but it's still active. Dave 15, 15% off at checkout for anything. Not just Fast 9, anything. Store-wide pre-orders, sale product, etc. Via Vision, we've got the giveaway going away at the moment as well. Uh, thanks to Via Vision, we have got a copy of The Invaders, the complete collection on DVD right there, which is a great sci-fi series from the 1960s. Uh, Alfred Hitchcock presents box set seasons five through seven, and then a couple of like classic movie box sets, which I can't get out of the box. There we go. Uh, we've got the Alan Ladd Collection, Volume 3, and the Maritime Movie Classics. Bunch of classic movies set in the high seas. Uh, so you can head over. You can either send me an email at daveleepod at gmail.com um, or you can go over to my Instagram and enter on the Instagram post because I've got a post about it. Just tell me what your favourite classic sci-fi thriller or 
like action adventure movie is mm. and I'll pick a random one and we'll draw it a couple of weeks time. I think the 22nd, I'm going to close that one out. Uh, so there you go. A few things that just give them back to the community. And that's Australia only. That's Australia only, yep. the competition. I should say, because I have to send them out myself and they're not You're very not keen send on them sending stuff overseas. overseas. Anyway. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> so there you go. All right. With that said, it is now time for our favourite time of the show, which is... Or... All right, all right, all right. It's our favourite little segment, a little game that we like to play. Hey, oh, we should have we should have held off until next week to do this because it's episode 20, Shard All Right. Number oh, 20. Jeez, it would have been... We could have done it next week. It would have been a celebration of 100,000. Yeah. <laughs> 50 shows, 100,000 subs, the package, the, um, what was that last? End, end of season two. End of season two. And Shadow Right 20. Uh, we'll, we'll do a delayed, ce- oh, 21. You celebrate 21, don't you? 21st birthday. Yeah, there you so go. So Shadow Right will be turning 21 next week. Yes. <laughs> Celebrations all around for everything. It's all lined up. It's oh, fate. Celebration in anything. Oh, you really could. Uh, okay. Shadow Right number 20. This is the great segment of the show. Where we uh, talk about um, we we talk about movies, don't we? Well, we don't talk about <laughs> movies. We try and guess what the movie is. Yes. And what we try and do. Yes. Okay. Well, it's not whether it's shot or whether it's shit or Give shot. Shit or or okay. So basically, this is the game where we um, we uh, we read each other out a synopsis from a movie on IMDb. These have all been sent in from our subscribers. Uh, if you'd like to send one in, send it into DaveLeePod at gmail.com. The, most, the more obscure, the better, because it trips us up. And we will read each other the synopsis for three films each. And um, no, no character names, no actors, no year, no title, none of that. Simply the synopsis. We read it out, and then we have to decide whether we think the title is... Shite. Or... All right, all right, all right. Sort of based on, you know... Judging a book by its cover, really, yeah, isn't it? It is. So we judge whether a, a, a movie is shite or all right, all right, all right. Going by the IMDb title, any title under a five, so no, under a five point nine, under a five point nine, so under a six, under a six. So anything between zero to five point nine is shite, and anything above six, all six right, to 10, all right, all right. And we sort of picked it there because we sort of figure that anything with a six and above. Is watchable. Is Anything below that's usually shit. We've yep. had some good ones so under, go. under six. Yeah, and that's so, how we buy buy our DVDs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we've had our the official scorekeeper of the podcast, Jeff Monkey Boy, Monkey Boy, my little worker monkey, working away on his little treadmill. He has been bike. working though. I hope has he? He's been working this week. Good on him. Good boy. So Jeff has written in this week. Hello and welcome to the best part of the show. My email. <laughs> yeah. Good on you, Jeff. If this podcast were a movie, this would be the climax. Probably not far from wrong, to be honest. <laughs> Probably. Joke, of course. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> Give me the cheek again, Jeff. Uh, he says he would never suggest Planet of the Apes for Shard All Right because last week you told him uh, because he was sending in like monkey movies for the uh, thing. <laughs> yeah, he said right. uh, you, you'd expect him to send in Planet of the Apes. He hasn't. He said... Those he says I would never suggest Planet of the Apes for Shadow Alright. Those are my home movies, mate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he says I recently learned about the Great Emu War. Any thoughts on that? Do you know about the Great Emu War? Got no idea what he's talking about. You haven't about. heard of the Great Emu <laughs> no, War? No. 
Nine, late 1930s in Australia, we had like a massive boom of the emu population. Oh, Western really? Western Australia, yeah. And the government led like this massive military operation to cull all the emus. <laughs> yeah, they they um, they uh, they got together like a, a, a squadron from the military, armed them with essentially World War One machine guns, and sent them out there to fuck it, just cull the emus. Cull the emus, really? Uh, yeah, but they lost. <laughs> they lost <laughs> because the emu population was so out of control. They couldn't. They just couldn't, they couldn't control it. So the emus won the Great Emu War. <laughs> there you go. That's funny. Uh, so Jeff says, "What are your thoughts on that?" I think. I think it's great. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> trying to trying to wipe out a national bird. Yeah. <laughs> but the birds bloody won. Yep. Good on them. They always do. Of course they do. <laughs> and that's why we have still got so many emus just running wild. Yeah. Well, yep. maybe they could do something about the camel population. They're not native. No, they're not native. We're the largest camel population in the world. Outside of, yeah. Outside of the Middle East. Oh, I think it's even bigger than that. I think it, I thought it was outside of the Middle East, it's as far as I understand. Huge. Yeah. Out back. Yeah. Up north. Correct. They were introduced for an expedition that was happening, and <laughs> yeah, exactly. a few camels got yeah. wild. Like, yeah. Went wild in the like eighteen hundreds. This is true again. Just funny stories from Australian history. We could do a whole podcast on that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, there was an expedition that they were leading to kind of. Was that, uh, the that was the Birkenbills expedition yep. that they were they were kind of traversing uh, from south to north of this side of the country, our side of the country, and they imported a bunch of camels from India. And um, a bunch of them went, got loose, and went and repopulated in in the outback, and yeah. there's massive camel population now yeah. as a result yeah. of that. So there you go. Um, so anyway, Jeff continues to say, I think he's making jokes now. Who is the lead singer of the Australian Black Sabbath? Ozzy Osbourne. Oh god! This is where I need the. He must. He must be sound dead. effect. That's a dead joke. Oh, it is, isn't it? <laughs> He says, I had another joke, but Australia later. In brackets, I'll tell you later. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Jeff. By the way, I'll be happy to keep score for any new games you guys come up with. Um, now, because last week we were talking about new games. We want some new games just to liven them up a bit. World's worst scorekeeper. He did. He said, World's worst scorekeeper, which is what we call him. And nice to see that he's embraced it. It's good. Good on him. So we've got the world's worst scorekeeper and the world's worst manager. Yeah, there you go. And the world's worst listeners. (laughs) (laughs) I've said that one before. I'm sorry. I don't mean it. Uh, But, yeah, we do want some new games. Um, We did have a suggestion on a new game from Devesh, who's a regular listener and a regular Shrider or writer, sends in a lot of Shrider or writers. He suggested a game where we can – you know how sometimes – pardon me. Sometimes they release movies internationally with a different title. Yep. So, example, The Rundown, which is the film with The Rock and Sean William Scott, Mm -hmm. was released in Australia and I think in the UK as Welcome to the Jungle. Yep. Not That's to be right. confused with Jumanji, Welcome to the yeah. Jungle. Um, so ideas like that where we can read each other the title of a, an international title of a movie and then we have to guess, the other person has to guess what the movie is. Now, it's going to be difficult to kind of procure them so that we don't know what they are and might mm. take hours. If anyone out there is listening and wants to send us in some like obscure kind of international titles for movies that we can kind of put together into this game, that would be awesome. So send them into dailypod at gmail.com and we, yeah. might, we might start this game up in a couple of weeks' time. We'll wow. see how we go. Anyway, let's get into Shadow Right because we're just we're fucking rabbiting on today. Yep. 
It's oh, an hour it's, and ten minutes in. It is one of them days. So let's do it. Shider, all right. You are guessing first this week. Oh, am I? Yes, you're Woo. guessing first. Um, I've guessed first ten times. You've guessed first nine times. The score is 20. Uh, well, actually, first I'll say I moved up two spots last week. You moved up three spots. So the gap has closed from three to two. There's only a two, a two deficit between us now. Awesome. Uh, so I'm on 28. You're on 26. Mm. So this could be the week. If you have a big week like last week, this could be the week. So let's do it, yeah, okay? Full, but, I'm up first. I'm going to read you one. Yep. Uh, this uh, We got one sent in from Sam B. this yep. week. But Sam B. really, really, really wants me to read out the one that he sent in last week. And it seemed quite apt. Uh, I'm going to read this to you. Um, okay. Maybe a little, I'm going to try to figure out how to... An astronaut crew crash lands on a planet in the distant future where intelligent-talking creatures are the dominant species, species and human are the oppressed and enslaved. That uh, sounds like Planet of the Apes. And if it's so, it's a good... But the question you have to ask, is it good? <laughs> is it good? Well, it depends on which version... Doesn't it? If yeah. it's if it's the original, mm-hmm. yeah, it's good. Yeah. If it's the Mark Wahlberg one, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> if it's the TV series, it's fantastic. Love the TV. Don't think I ever saw the TV show. Oh, it's great. Could be um, the animated show. I'm still going to say it's all right. It's all right. You're going to say it's all right because I don't know which version it is. You're going to go in favour with the original. But then at that, is it a cult film that has a shitty rating but everyone loves? I'll still say it's all right. Let me make sure I've got the right sound effects here. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You think it's going to be all right? You're going to lock it in? I'll say it's all right. Okay. It is. All right. All right. All right. It's the original version with Charlton Heston, 1968. Planet of the Apes is going to eat. Yeah. Of course it does. It's a fucking great film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Such a good movie. Mark, there you go. Mark Wahlberg one was okay. I like the Mark Wahlberg eh, one, but people didn't like it. Though. I'll have a look. I think it's probably got like a five or something. Planet of the Apes. I liked it. I like the Mark Wahlberg one. 2001 uh, version. A lot of people don't like Mark Wahlberg 5.7. Oh, yeah. And it's Tim Burton as well, don't forget. Oh, yeah, yeah. Who hasn't done great stuff. Recently. Not a huge Tim Burton well, this was 20 years ago. But. Mm, <laughs> mm. but there you go. Okay, so Planet of the Apes. There you go. Oh, yeah, all right. Okay. Could have also been, sorry, I add, it could have also been the more recent trilogy of films. Yeah, we that's right. Yeah, yeah that's that right. No, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> best one. beautifully made films. Yeah, great. Okay, next one. Okay. Um, relationships and loyalties of a criminal family planning its next big heist are tested when some shocking revelations strike them. And this one comes to us from? Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, this one has come in from Michael Usatov. That's right. So, sorry, can you read that? Let's go again. Relationships and loyalties Mm. of a criminal family planning its next big heist are tested when some shocking revelations strike. Oh. Sounds like animal, was it called? Animal, um, is that Australian film? The Australian crime film. It's called Animal, was it? No. Animal... Jesus, what the hell was it called? It's an amazing movie. Um, uh, uh, Jackie Weaver was in it. Mm. Animal Kingdom. Animal oh, Kingdom. That's right. It sounds like it, but I don't think it is. If it is, it's very good. It sounds okay. Regardless, it sounds okay. I'm going to say it's all right. It sounds pretty good. You're going to lock that in? Yeah, I'll lock it in. 
It is, in fact. Shite. Oh, no. Shite. Oh, no. Shite. I could sit here for half an hour doing that. No. No. What is it? It's called Race 3. Oh, what the hell? 1.9. Is that the worst one we've had so far? the worst one we've ever had, I think. Shit. Race 3. Who's in this? It must be an Indian. Anil Kapoor. Salaman Khan. Oh, yeah, shit. Daisy Saar. Jacqueline Fernandez. Shit. Race 3. Let me see. I want to see the picture of this. Oh, mate. Oh, there you go. All right. (laughs) All right. That was a bad one. That was a bad one. But it was a good one. Yeah. (laughs) I've got one from Devesh. Yep. He'd like to send a bunch. It's Devesh suit. Thanks so much, Devesh. We're finally getting back to your massive page, entire page worth of uh, titles you've sent in. Now, Devesh says that this one, he doesn't, he strongly disagrees with the rating that it's got. Uh, So that could mean he hated it and it's got a great rating, or he loved it and it's got a. Not a mm, great rating. Mm. So anyway, he, he strongly disagrees. Okay, so to avenge her mother's death, Pixie masterminds a heist but must flee across Ireland from gangsters, take on the patriarchy and choose her own destiny. Go again. To avenge her mother's death, Pixie masterminds a heist but must flee across Ireland from gangsters, take on the patriarchy and choose her own destiny. Shot. You reckon? Shot. Okay, so you're going to say shot? Shot. Sounds like an Irish film. It is. And um, does that mean it's shot instantly? I've not said a good one. No, I actually <laughs> have said some good Irish films. But no, I think it's, it just sounds like shit. Okay. It is. Shot. Yeah. Only just, though. It's a 5.8. It's called Pixie. I did read the, na- I read oh, the okay. character's name out. It's got Olivia Cook in it, who I really like. I think she's great. She was the the girl in um, uh, Bates Motel. And oh, she's done yeah. like a lot of really great movies as well. Her. Yep. Yep. Um, I think she's great. Uh, so obviously Devesh thinks that this is a good movie. Oh, she's in Ready Player One, Me, uh, me and Earl and the Dying Girl, yeah. Sound of Metal. She's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, yeah, something I actually wouldn't mind having a look at. Mm. Looks okay. Who else is in that one? It's got uh, Fra Free. Fra Fee. No idea who that is. Rory Fleck Byrne, Pat Short. Yeah, I don't know any of them, but there you go. Pixie. Hmm. 5.8. That doesn't look bad. Yeah. 5.8, but yeah. probably wouldn't have bought it. No. Okay. <coughs> Excuse me. A young reindeer who suffers from vertigo mm-hmm. learns to overcome his fear, takes flying lessons from a clumsy flying squirrel, and heads to the North Pole to save a troubled Santa and his fleet of flying reindeer. Now this one comes in from Kyle Brebner. Sorry, should have yep. said that. Uh, read that again. A young reindeer who suffers from vertigo learns to overcome his fear, taking flying lessons from a clumsy flying rain uh, flying squirrel, and heads to the heads to the North Pole to save a troubled Santa <laughs> and his fleet of flying reindeer. That's shit. It's, it could be an animated <laughs> thing that like people love. I don't know, but never. I'm gonna say it's shite. It's got to be. Locking that in? Yeah, I'm going to stick with that. All right, all right, all right. changed. Yeah, what is this? Nico. It's an animated thing you write. Nico and the Way to the Stars. Oh, there you go. I don't know. It must have another title. Yeah, Lentaja Poika. It must be be a, a foreign film. 
Um, I don't know. It sounds maybe. like it's Norwegian or something. Further down, it's further down, further down. That we can sort of notice. Uh, it's further down. No, nah, I don't know, but I'm sure it it must be. Yeah, it can't be. It can't be. Well, if it's got a foreign US title, or... then it's a foreign film. Mm. Anyway, so there you go. Yes. All right. Only just a right. It was what six was it? six point one. Oh, there you go. All right, I've got one more for you. Yep. It is this one comes in from Gary Litterment. Thanks again, Gary. Mm-hmm. Let's read this one out. When Laura and Dan get married, not supposed to read character names, so it's fairly generic. When Laura and Dan get married, she's more interested in Dan's gorilla. It's revealed through hypnosis that she was queen of the uh, queen of the gorillas in a previous incarnation. Oh, just like <laughs> Go again. When Laura and Dan get married, she's more interested in Dan's gorilla. It's revealed through hypnosis that she was queen of the gorillas in a previous incarnation. <laughs> Sounds like it could be a sex film. <laughs> could be. Who knows? Uh, I just hope gorilla's not a euphemism. Um, mm. That sounds like shit. Yeah, you reckon? That sounds like crap. And you reckon shite? I'm going to lock shit All in. right, it is... Shite. Shite. Yeah, double yeah. shite. It's called The Bride and the Beast. It's a th- it got a 3.4... And it looks like a just like a C grade horror film. <sighs> posters from, shit too. Yeah, posters are awful from nineteen fifty eight. It's actually written by Ed Wood or Ed Wood Junior. Uh who is uh, the guy that um Johnny Depp played in uh Ed Wood. So there you go, the Bride and the Beast. Mm. So you did well this week. You've got one more. Have I got one more? Yeah, you, got one more. you sure about that? Yeah, oh, yeah, of course two. I do. Yeah, This yeah. one comes one from... I can't remember. I think this one came from, from Kyle. Did this one come from Kyle Brebner? Yeah, I think it might be. Yeah. So did I Did I say the last one was from Kyle? The previous one was from Tyson Turner. This one's from yes. Kyle Brebner. Yes. Here we go. That's right. Um, you know, I had to read this one because it gives the guy's name. Um, oh, I'll just say his name. It's probably... Babe. Babe Ruth becomes oh, yeah. a baseball legend, mm. but is unheroic to those who know him. Well, I know there was a Babe Ruth documentary made, um, biopic, biopic made many years ago. Can't remember who played him. Uh, if it's the one I'm thinking of, like the like classic one, was it called the Babe or was it called Babe or something like that? Uh, so you've sort of given it away. But it could, I don't know, it could be something else. It might be one that was critically panned. I'm not sure. He was played by... Who played him? can't remember. It's James Stewart or someone like that. I'm going to say all right. I'm just going to say all right because I feel like it might be just all right. So you're locking Nora? Yeah, yeah. Oh no! Only just. I knew, I knew. I knew there was something. Is this the old five point nine? Yeah, I knew there was something about it. They got panned, and it is called the Babe. The Babe, yeah. Uh, made in ninety two. Oh, ninety two. Yeah. Oh, is this with, with, with John, with John, John Goodman? Goodman. Oh, John Goodman. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Just shot five point nine. Just shot. We probably would have bought that. Yeah. To watch it, yeah. I like John Goodman, Kelly McGillis. Yeah. Uh, that's about all, really. Well, there you go. Well, I don't think I got one right this week. Ooh, and I think you got all, all three. three. I might be in the lead. 
or tied. No, I think they were tied. Two behind. Oh, you might be in the lead. Oh shit! Ooh, well, wait, wait to hear from Monkey Boy. We'll next hear week. from Jeff next week. Oh, I'm the excited now. Keeper Jeff. Shite. Oh shit! All right, all right, all right. <laughs> well, it's the end of Shite. All right, Jeff. Uh, if you can, whatever you can do to kind of just like, fats the scores up just a little bit, just to kind of make it like in my favour just a little bit, it could be appreciated. There could be a nice little raise in there for you, my friend. No bribery allowed. Not bribing. What are you talking about? <laughs> anyway, that was this week's episode of Shy- edition of Shider All Right. I've done well the last couple of weeks. You have done well the last yeah. couple of weeks. This is what I'm telling you. you can't, you're finally getting back up. You've done me over. I'm sort of working out how it works. Oh, yeah, finally. <laughs> hey, I just got, this could be a cool update on air. I don't quite know, but I just got an update on my OzPost app. Oh, God, here we go. So what's happening? I've got a delivery coming today. Yeah, it's probably at the front already. Could be. Um, oh, from Amazon. So they may have finally tracked down that Amazon parcel the day after they... Oh, yep, it's that Amazon parcel coming today. Um, they finally tracked it down, obviously. It's funny because every time they raise a... Um, raise a case against yeah. a missing parcel, it shows it up shows pretty quickly. Up, yeah. yeah. Somebody's got it sitting in their truck thinking, yep. oh, nobody, nobody says anything, yep. we'll keep it. Yep. Hang on a minute. You know hey, were you supposed to deliver this parcel? Oh, yeah. oh here it is. Yeah, it uh, fell down between yeah. the seats. Literally, every time I raise a yep. case, it shows up within 24 hours. Mm. So that's the Amazon one. I've got another thing coming. My, um, oh, my big statue's coming today, apparently, uh, which I've been waiting for for fucking months. And it hasn't arrived already. No, it's, it hasn't arrived yet, it says. The UPS one hasn't updated yet, though, so hopefully yeah, next yeah. week we can still celebrate that. But that's still sitting in Sydney, apparently. All right, so uh, let's have a look. Are we doing an hour, 20 minutes? Okay, we can quickly do this. Remember last week we called our pal Radio Mike? We called yes. up his, um, what do you call it, his, his podcast? What do you call it? Podcast. We called up his he's, podcast. He's, he's oh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. We called his hotline, 1-800-GET-FUCKED. <laughs> 1-800-G-E-T-F-K-D. If you want to do us a solid, call up. Mike on one eight hundred get fucked and tell just tell him that Dave Lee and old mate Rick told you to get fucked. Just tell him we sent you. Tell him to get fucked and tell him that we sent you. Uh, so we rang him during the podcast last week and he uh, he got the he got the um, he got the, the thing message, obviously yeah. the message and he's played on his podcast this week. <laughs> Let's have a look. Celebrity uh, endorsement of the phone number got this message. Hey, Radio Mike, it's uh, Dave Lee Down Under here from the Dave Lee Down Under podcast. And old man Rick. How's it going? Hey, we, we're just ringing you. We, we, I, I saw your, your post about uh, how your, your hotline got absolutely slammed <laughs> um, with people telling you to get fucked, so we thought we'd get in on it. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, hey, Radio Mike. Get fucked. See you later, mate. Uh, Have that a good is, one. Oh, sorry. That is friend of the show, Dave Lee, from Dave Lee Down Under, and his dad, Rick Lee who do the Dave Lee Down Under podcast, which I highly recommend, by the way, if you're into, like, uh, pop culture, particularly, like, Marvel stuff, really good discussion on that. And Rick is Dave's dad, as I said, and he's great on the podcast as well. All right, so you go. <laughs> so, uh, so Mike gave us a little shout-out. That's uh, cool. Celebrity, indoor, he calls us celebrities. Oh, Far from it, Mike. Uh, but thank you. I do appreciate the uh, sentiment there. Uh, but, yeah, head over to radio. Head over and, and do listen to uh, Radio Mike's podcast, 20th Century Boy. 
It's great. I yeah, love it. I fun. really do love it. I listen to it every week. Um, and he also his secondary podcast, uh, Harry Potter and the Boys. It's great. <laughs> That's one you did, was it? I did. You did I did you? that, and then I did. He's got another podcast called um, a Mike Talks. It's called Mike Talks. Yeah, and he just talks to people. He's got guests on. I did the first episode of that. He wants me to come on. It's like he's he's revamping it, I believe, right. and wants me to come back on again. So okay. we'll do that again. So, but yeah, go over and check out Radio Mike. Interestingly, you just received a phone call while we were watching that, <laughs> yeah. saying your treadmill's underway. Yeah, exactly. You mentioned that earlier in the podcast. So everything's happening. Oh god, it's a big celebration. Um, and I got some special news. Well, not special news, but I got some big news just dropped in, which will drop into the news segment uh, at the back end of the show. Uh, just been sent in from James, who we were talking about just before, yep. uh, who often sends in some big breaking news that I often miss. So we're going to drop that in. So all of the stuff's happening right now. But um, at this point, this is the point where we're going to... It's our favourite jingle of the week. Trailer trash. I was going to update the jingle with a trash can. I forgot. I'm sorry. So anyway, this week we're going to be taking a look at the trailer for Matrix Resurrections. Resurrections. It's the fourth Matrix film. Uh, It's from visionary filmmaker Lana Wachowski. Uh, It's the long-awaited fourth film from the groundbreaking franchise that redefined uh, redefined a genre. The new film reunites original stars Keanu Reeves, Carrie-Anne Moss in the iconic roles that they made famous, Neo and Trinity. I believe Jada Pinkett Smith is also along for the ride who played uh, Niobe in the original films too. So we spoke about this a few weeks ago. The trailer played at CinemaCon and there was a description that came out online about the trailer. This is pretty much essentially the trailer that came out at CinemaCon, but we can finally take a look. Have a look. Here we go. If you want the truth, Neo, you're going to have to fly me. The only thing that matters to you is still here. I know it's why you're still fighting and why you will never give up. You don't know me. No? all these years to be going back to where it all started back to the matrix i'm excited yeah me too that looks awesome yeah but it doesn't really look like a matrix film no yeah the, the sort of half of it doesn't look like yeah. a Matrix film the other half does yeah some classic Matrix moves yeah. and shit. The story is going to be pretty much the same. Obviously, yeah. it's going to be like a soft reboot. But it looks fucking awesome. Looks really good. Really, looks like really looks good. Better made than the, than the originals too. Well, the originals were groundbreaking at the oh, time, so of they, course were, they were. <clears throat> you know, they they influenced the movies that we have now mm. as far as making like high concept sci fi stuff mainstream. Uh, but the special effects and stuff they were dealing with at the time were brand new. Yeah, uh, they were groundbreaking, and obviously everything that came after it, it owes so much to the Matrix. But now we've gone what close to probably twenty years later. The how the special effects have evolved in that time. Mm. Um, so it's going to be interesting to co- go back into this world to get to, to get to this point where the first one started, and then now we've yeah. 
almost full circle. But yeah, it looks it very just different. Looks great. It's amazing. Yeah. So like if you can imagine if the first Matrix was made now, it would oh, obviously look yeah. like this. But yeah, I'm really excited. I wasn't sure how I was gonna feel about it, but I loved the original movies mm. when I was a kid. I've watched them over and over. Uh but this looks so fucking cool. I love Keanu. Yeah. And Carrie Moss is great too. Yeah. So they look fantastic. Mm. Keanu's rocking the beard still, yeah, the long hair, like yeah. John Wick. Yeah. <laughs> Probably contractually so. Yeah, well, that's, that's sort of reminded There's a couple of shots in there yeah. that, you know, with, his, with the, uh, you know, hold the yeah. gun close I, up with the camera I, stuff. It was a John, real John Wick. I guarantee of. if John Wick were not as popular as they were, this wouldn't be happening. Yeah, probably not. They've probably that, not. Those movies showed, oh, he's still got it. He's still got yeah. it. He's big. He makes money. Because yeah. kids now, or the younger audience, Probably aren't going to be too familiar with the Matrix, and like you said, this looks so mm, different that I mm. feel like if you go back to those, they'll be maybe a little bit dated. Maybe, and I feel like it's just not a very relevant um, franchise or a relevant IP. Um, but now that Keanu is very well known again, so yeah. this like career renaissance, um, I feel like that will drag people back into into the audience. But it's going to be interesting to see how it does perform because I don't feel like it's incredibly relevant now. Wow, well, uh, that looks great. Yeah, it looks so <laughs> it looks really I'm good. very, very when's excited. It, when's it due? Sorry, did you uh, say? This one is due, I think, on the 22nd of December in the US. It's going to go to, t- to theatres and HBO Max, day yep. and date. But it's not opening here until January 1st. Oh, so we've got to wait a few weeks. A couple it, of weeks. If, if we're open. If we're open. <laughs> Hopefully we should be by then. There you go. So, yeah, I'm very excited about that. The Matrix well, Resurrections. Just, just for the, the vaxxed. Yes, just the for the vaxxed. The vaxxed might be able to. The, uh, the non-vaxxed won't be able to get to well, the cinema. Well, you'll get a... Um, Screener on it. It's Warner Brothers, so I'm hoping I will probably get a screener or a screening or something. What are the watermarks on those ones? Warner Brothers, actually quite good. Oh, that's good. The Warner Brothers screeners don't really have intrusive watermarks, which is really good. Mm. Unlike some of the other distributors. They've got the one that it's like a little one and then it kind of floats around the floats screen around, every 10, yeah. 15, and then might disappear and then comes back and okay. disappears. So they're quite good. So we'll see how we go with that. Or at that point, it might be an in-cinema screening. Hope so. I hope so too. I'd love to see it in the cinema. Oh so yeah. I good. think even if we get a screen, even if you get yeah. a screen, we'll I'll be going, to, be going to see it. Oh yeah, paying my hard, cold hard cash <laughs> to go to the Matrix in the cinema again. If that goes to IMAX, fuck, I'm going to see that in the IMAX. You need season pass. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I just bought the. They haven't arrived. Oh no, they did arrive. They arrived in the first JB package, but I bought the Matrix films on 4K. Mm. Apparently, like, gorgeous new 4K scans of the original elements. So got those nice and prepped, ready to go for when awesome. um, for when that one comes out. Here's another trailer. I'm excited about that now because I wasn't me looking too. forward to it. No, me either. It's, I'm, I don't know what's going on. Lawrence Fishburne hasn't come back, uh, but there is a character in here who's very much Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. He's taken that yep. same kind of role as Morpheus. Uh, he's played by uh, uh, Yahya Abdul-Mateen II, who you may have recently seen in Candyman. We haven't seen that, but there you go. It's also got Jessica Henwick in there. Uh, Jonathan Groff, who I think is great. He's the guy at the very end. He was in Hamilton, the stage play Hamilton, and did the voice in Frozen, one of the voices in Frozen, but I think he's Mm. fantastic. Neil Patrick Harris, of course. Uh, Priyanka Chopra Jonas is in there, and Christina Ricci, too, who we haven't seen for a very long time. Uh, but yeah, so very much looking forward to that. Here's another trailer we'll very quickly look at. This is the latest film from um, Adam McKay. Of course, we best know Adam McKay from Anchorman, Step Brothers, the other guys. But he's also done a few awards darlings on the side, like The Big Short and Vice, two films I didn't particularly like. <laughs> uh, but I love all these comedy stuff. But this is a film. It's got an enormous cast. 
It's called Don't Look Up. It tells the story of two low-level astronomers who must go on a giant media tour to warn mankind of an approaching comet that will destroy planet Earth. I feel like it's going to be like a cross between his comedy stuff and his like awards darling stuff because of the cast that's in it. And when you have a movie that has such a oh, huge yeah. cast, it kind of falls apart. But let's have a look. This is the trailer. I won't tell you who's in it, but it's called Don't Look Up. Your breathing is stressing me out. This will affect the entire planet. I know, but it's like so stressful. Can I get that one more ice water? I'll get two more glasses of white wine. And I don't need the judgy face. There's a comet headed directly towards Earth. Do you know how many the world is ending meetings we've had over the last two years? Drought, famine. Oh, and the ozone is so boring. It looks okay. Yeah. yeah. Looking forward to that one. First time I'm watching that. So it looks pretty good. Like yeah. I said, it looks like it might be a mix between his comedy stuff and his more like awards yeah. baity stuff. Uh, the cast, of course, includes Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence, one of my favourites. She hasn't done anything in ages. She's finally making a comeback, which is so wonderful to see. Jonah Hill, Meryl Streep, who I'm not a huge fan of, but she does good in com- comedic yeah, roles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always like when she does the comedic stuff. Kate Blanchett, Timothy Chalamet, of course, he's in there, he's in everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gina Gershon, Melanie Linsky, who was in, uh, she was the, the creepy stalker in Two and a Half Men. Rose. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Ron Perlman, Michael Chiklis, Matthew Perry, Ariana Grande, Tyler Perry, Mark Rylance, Himesh Patel, and Kid Cutie. Kid Cuddy, whatever you have. The enormous cast, which is the only thing that worries me about it because you get an enormous cast yeah. on a film and sometimes it's like, ah! They throw a big, big, yeah. big um, cast on it to make yeah, make a shit film seem yeah. better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but this is heading to US theatres December 10 uh, and then it's going to Netflix on December 24th. It looks okay though. looks pretty good. I think it'll be good. Leonardo is, it, DiCaprio. Is, it, is it then as a comedy or a drama or? Um, it's probably comedy drama, but they if you notice on the, the trailer... They advertised Big Short, Vice, and also Anchorman and Step Brothers. So that right. gives you an idea of the kind of they will only ever advertise move like from the creator of movies that are similar to the right. movie that you're okay. about to see. So it's probably yeah, comedy drama. Looks pretty good. Mm. There you go. I look forward to that one too. Yeah, me too. So and like, yeah. um, favorite there, that's probably Jonah Hill and Leo. Yeah, so I'm not a huge Leo really? fan. I like his stuff, I'm a huge but I'm not fan, a huge Leo yeah. fan. Jonah Hill's great too. Again, I think he's someone who hasn't really done much either for a while. Not mm. that we've watched anyway. But I'll have all of them. But, he's the, but even like some of his more serious roles are really good too. Oh, yeah, for sure. So anyway, looking forward to that one. We're running a little tight on time today, so let us get into the... <gasps> What's that? What's that? Oh, my gosh. i got to shorten this thing. It's the breaking news. Woo! It's not really breaking, but it's fresh enough. Well, you're breaking news. I do have breaking news here. Let's get into that one first, actually. This is very exciting. This is the first time I'm kind of reading this. We've been talking about Christopher Nolan for a while. Christopher Nolan's, like, massive split from Warner Brothers Mm -hmm. over their decision to dump all these movies day and date. He called them the world's worst streaming service. He said, one day I went to bed working for the world's worst, uh, like Phil, paraphrasing here, went to bed one night um, working for the world's best film studio and I woke up working for the world's worst 
um, streaming service. Maybe we can send you the world's worst manager. Yeah, and the world's <laughs> worst uh, scorekeeper and, <laughs> and all that. Uh, but, yeah, here's a, from Deadline has just broken. Christopher Nolan bombshell, director talking to multiple studios on film he'll direct about J. Robert Oppenheimer and the development of the A-bomb in World Ooh. War Two. Ooh, exclusive. Again, this is Deadline. Christopher Nolan is readying his next film, and Deadline hears that, like Dunkirk, it will focus on a seminal moment in World War II, which is uh, J. Robert Oppenheimer's role in the development of the atom bomb. Uh, he is a, a bombshell development. While none of Nolan's recent movies had gone outside Warner Brothers, I'm hearing that several of the major studios across town are reading the screenplay and speaking with Nolan and his reps. Uh, so they, they mentioned, yeah, this might be residue from the umbrage Nolan took when Warner Media declared its intention to go day and date with the entire 2021 movie slate without forewarning talent, their reps, or even studios, financing partners in the films. Mm. So there you go. We've been speculating on this, that he's going to go elsewhere, and it looks like he's shopping around. Yeah. Uh, but this is the first we've heard about this movie as well, so this is a new announcement. Sounds pretty cool. I reckon that'd be good. Oh, yeah. I really love I love all of his movies. Mm. Uh, Dunkirk was great. So if it's anything him, like that. Huh? We had lunch with him. Yeah, him and his brother we had lunch yeah. with. Yeah, the well, table well, next to us. On the table next to us. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at uh, Warner, Warner Brothers, Brothers Studios. Yeah, Studios. In the commissary when we did our VIP studio tour. And yeah. they were just there. Yep. There you go. Uh, so, yeah, all interesting. be interesting to follow this. I, I don't know who will pick it up, but uh, there you go. That definitely sounds like a Warner Brothers film too, so it's going to kill mm. them if they don't, they don't get it by the sounds of it. Paramount. Sony, you got any of the big ones? I don't think it's more a Paramount thing to me. Maybe, yeah. I don't think Disney would touch it unless they took it from under like 20th century banner. Maybe. Uh, It'd be interesting. Who is going to pay him the most? Exactly right. (laughs) That's what I'd be doing. And give him the the creative freedom that he wants. Yeah, exactly right. A few smaller or bigger pieces of news this week. This is a pretty big one. Sean She opened. Not here. We still haven't seen it. We're going to see it probably for like another month, two months. A couple of months probably. Because of lockdown. Um, Hollywood Reporter has reported that Sean Sheen, The Legend of the Ten Rings, is making heroic showing at the box office where it smashed the record for Labor Day openings with a four-day haul of $90 million. It smashed Labor Day openings during a pandemic, mm. first of all, <laughs> right? Uh, it's posted the second biggest three-day debut of the pandemic year so far behind uh, uh, Marvel Studios' Black Widow. Which of course debuted with eighty point three million over three days uh, ahead of Universal's Fast Nine, which brought in seventy million in late June. Mm. Uh, its global taking is estimated to be one hundred twenty-seven point six million dollars, which is quite good when we're again talking pandemic times. Could you imagine what it done non-pandemic? This would be a billion dollars. Oh, so about a billion dollar movie, which is so disappointing. But there you go. I would have loved to see hit that mark. Mm. Uh, Marvel's already spoiling the movie in their promotion, of course, as they do. They keep everything so like <laughs> secretive until the very last minute. Thankfully, I haven't seen anything because I've got all the keywords muted on all my social medias, so I haven't seen anything pop up. But it's just a matter of time that something slips through the cracks. For sure. Uh, but, yeah, apparently they've just released like a whole slew of um, – uh, promotional posters, like character posters, and like spoils a bunch of like the cameos and shit. So mm. disappointing. But anyway, looking forward to seeing that. And it's doing well, which is great. Despite what some other pundits on YouTube might be telling you, the people who usually rail against like the Captain Marvels and the, the Star Wars, uh, Last Jedi's, those, those crew will try and convince you that this movie's a failure, but it's doing very well mm. considering it's pandemic times. There you go. 
Here's something really weird. We like to talk about um, the way the media is changing and shifting and people's viewing habits are changing and the kinds of people that are becoming more and more famous now. Uh, obviously, I, probably, I think I've mentioned once or twice on the podcast that, that many years, a few years ago they did this poll in schools across America to see who the most recognisable celebrities were in America and the top like three or four or maybe top five were YouTubers mm-hmm. and social yep. media stars, yep. followed by celebrities. So the younger people now are more know these social media stars more mm-hmm. than they know Hollywood movie stars. It's changing this whole dynamic of who we consider a celebrity and whatever else. Uh, Addison Ray, I guess you've probably never heard of heard of this girl. No, I had not really heard of her until recently so. either. She's a TikToker with eighty three point three million subscribers oh, uh, or yeah. followers, as they're called on TikTok. She's the third. She's the third most popular uh, person on TikTok. Uh, she has three thirty nine point two million on Instagram, five million on Twitter. She's twenty years old. She recently released a single called Obsessed. Uh, she was nominated for the Breakthrough Social Star at the 2021 MTV Movie and TV Awards. She's just done a film on Netflix called He's All That, which is like a gender-swapped version of She's All That, the 90s right, yep. rom-com. Um, and that dropped last weekend, and Netflix, Netflix estimates that more than 55 million households will watch this thing in its first month of release. It has reached number one on Netflix in 78 countries already, including Brazil, France, and Saudi Arabia. Bloody Nora. So they didn't, they didn't say how many viewings it got over the first weekend or on its first day or anything, but it's fucking massive. And they have immediately signed her up to a multi-picture deal for Netflix. Bloody hell. Madness. God. Some, someone taking video of herself on her phone. Like 20, 30 second TikTok videos. Yeah, little videos. She's fucking Netflix superstar. Gorgeous girl. Mm-hmm. Wow. So she's got an yeah, yeah, enormous following and Netflix is going, yes, we'll take all those, please. All your oh, 80 yeah. million followers, come over here. Yeah. At this time where Disney Plus is about to knock them off the charts. Um, and they're obviously trying to find new ways to... Be relevant, stay relevant. Mm. Netflix are kind of falling behind a little bit, and this is the way to do it. Yeah, people are knocking this, but it's a very smart business decision because mm. this is going to pull your audience in. You're not wrong, and fucking good on her. Yeah. I reckon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know Just anything about her. I don't think I've seen a single one of her TikToks. I have actually seen her. Yeah. Um, when you said the name, it was vaguely yeah. familiar. I, I it was one of the. Morning programs. Oh, right, yeah. Played uh, one of her videos okay. about three or four weeks ago, I think mm. it was. And that's why it was for me. I right, thought, yeah, yeah. Oh. There you go. And now I've seen I thought, yeah, yeah, I know who it was. So there you go. I don't, I may have seen some of her stuff pop up. I'm not overly familiar, but um, fucking, yeah, good on her, man. 20 years old, 80 odd million subscribers, over 100 million subscribers across all platforms. Fucking good job. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <I reckon laughs> and Netflix, fucking good job for. Go on where the trend is. Like, follow the trend. You'll get excited about 100,000. Yeah, I know. You're right. 100,000, guys. Yeah. She's got 100 million. Jesus Christ. Can she send a few your way? Yes, please. Just a few. Just a few. That's all I want. Just just give me a couple of million. A couple of lousy million. Yeah, that's all you need. 
Uh, that Cinderella on Amazon with uh, Camila Cabello apparently did very well as well. Uh, even though it's a trash movie, everyone's absolutely trashing the thing. Mm. It apparently did very well. Uh, they reckon it pulled in one million households over the four-day labour weekend. Take into account each household might have three or four people watching it, so there's millions and millions of people watching this thing. Uh, they reckon it was the number one most-watched video on demand over the holiday, which is questionable when we talk about he's all that. Apparently that was fucking enormous. Um, but they're saying that Cinderella's probably going to get a sequel as well. <laughs> oh, God. You watched that, didn't you? I did. It was awful. It's dreadful. Don't bother. I have no interest whatsoever. Don't, but don't waste no your time. No interest. Don't waste your time. We've no. got a new Aquaman suit. I don't really care about Aquaman. I didn't no, like I'm the first movie. Aquaman, as they call it in America. Everyone always laughs the way that we pronounce Aqua Aquaman. 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 <laughs> Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. This is the second it's film. Just that Aussie twang in it. Yes, it is. Uh, James Wan is filming this one again. They're they're currently filming it. Uh, they've changed the costume this time around. So if the one on the left is the is the original original one? costume. Okay. The one on the right is the new one. It's described as a navy bodysuit with chrome accents. Yeah. And Aquaman's going to be blonde. It's a much better looking suit. I think so. It doesn't look as um, dicky. Yeah. Yeah. Thought it was a knock on the door, but it's someone hammering, <laughs> nice. waiting for these parcels. Sound like a car back for me. Um, there you go. So anyway, that's the new look at Aquaman. What do you think? It looks much better. It looks much better. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. A, I'm not a fan of Aquaman. Me either. I'm not really a fan of him either. But Jason Momoa. Yeah, I'm yeah, not. I'm not, a, I'm not a huge fan. Um, but that suit looks fantastic. It it actually reminds me of, and people will hate this, but it reminds me of Batman Forever, the suits from Batman Forever. Yeah, it does. The too. sonar suit. The um, George Clooney. Yeah. Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin. Oh, yeah, sort of like the George, George Clooney, Clooney suit. One. Yeah. With the big yeah, cog yeah, piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does a little bit. Anyway, there you go. We've got um, first reactions from Dune. Warner Brothers Dune mm-hmm. have popped in. Overly hyperbolic, some of these things. People have seen this at the uh, Venice International Film Festival that premiered. And, of course, the the um, uh, first reactions you get out of these film festivals are always just over the top. One guy, people were taking the absolute piss out of this guy. I won't read his name just because I don't want to. But people were taking the piss out of this, and it became sort of a meme on TikTok over the last week. Um, he wrote, I left Dune shaking. This is how people seeing 2001 A Space Odyssey back in 1968 for the first time must have felt. The grandeur of this thing is off the charts. However blown away you think you're going to be, multiply it by 10. Is he taking the piss? No, he's dead serious. And everyone <laughs> just took- 2001 Space Odyssey was shit. <laughs> yeah, but everyone fucking loves it. <laughs> exactly. Right? But so he's, um, yeah, everyone took the piss out of this and was posting stuff like, I left Cinderella shaking. This is how people like <laughs> so they drop in like a shit movie and just like take the piss out of this guy. Poor thing. But anyway, yeah. Uh, uh, Clayton Davis from Variety calls it an absorbing, awe-inspiring, huge adaptation of half of Frank Herbert's novel that will wow existing acolytes and get newcomers hooked on its spice-filled vis- visions. If part two never happens, it'll be a travesty. Uh, Jazzed uh, Tanke from Variety as well says it's spectacular. Uh, Denis Villeneuve has crafted a visual masterpiece. Greg Fraser's cinematography is a sight to be seen, simply gorgeous. You can't take your eyes off the screen. Timothy Chalamet is outstanding. Don't be surprised by a crafts sweep. Uh, I'm not taking the piss out of these people, by the way. These no, are just no, no. genuinely yeah. that first one's a little bit hyperbolic, um, <laughs> but these ones. Little. But it's interesting to hear what these people are saying. Uh, Angelique Jackson from Variety uh, says Denny uh, Denny Villeneuve's Dune is made for the fans. 
without feeling purely like fan service. Go for the stunning visuals and the heartfelt performances by Timothy Chalamet, Rebecca Ferguson, Oscar Isaac. Worth noting, Jason Momoa steals every scene as Duncan Idaho. What a star. Mm. There you go. So there's a few positive ones. There's a few mixed reviews here as well. Uh, Ben Travis, uh, no, sorry, Ben Travis from Empire calls it an absorbing, awe-inspiringly huge adaptation. That's the one I read before. I read that one. Um, there are some more mixed, uh, <laughs> more mixed responses here as well, uh, though. Uh, Owen Gleiberman, as well from Variety, calls June a spectacular and en- uh, says that June is spectacular and engrossing until it isn't. Here's one useful definition of a great science sci-fi fantasy film. It's one in which the world building is awesome, but not not more essential than storytelling. Uh, he says. Um, viewed in that light, Dune is a movie that earns five stars for world building and about two and a half for storytelling. Oh. Uh, David Irick from IndieWire says, first of all, uh, Villeneuve's awe-inspiring vision, uh, oh, sorry, for all the Villeneuve's awe-inducing vision, he loses sight of why Frank Herbert's foundational sci-fi opus is worthy of this epic spectacle in the first place. Such are the pitfalls of making a movie so large that not even its director can see around or uh, can see around the sets. He calls the hype surrounding the movie the mind killer. So it's a bit mixed. There's some overly hyperbolic stuff. There's some people going, yeah, this is really great, and some people going, yeah, don't get too hyped up in this. Yeah. Don't get too watched. When you have to judge for yourself. And I feel like I'm probably going to be in that latter camp. That's how I felt about yeah. this the whole time. It yep. just it feels like one of those movies that, like 2001: A Space Odyssey, is a big, it's grand, it's epic. People love it, but it's pretentious as hell mm. and not very good. Uh, but I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to I'm going to go in there with open mind. Open mind. It looks gorgeous. It looks beautiful. The cast is fantastic. I'm hoping I like it, but I don't know. We'll have to. We'll have to see. Mm. Wait and see. Yeah, Small. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, uh, not overly hyped. thrilled. Not hyped no. about it. No. But I'll watch it. I'll I'm not a, a fan of Timothy Chalamet. I do. I like him. I can't, he's in everything, and I'm sick of hearing about him. Mm. <laughs> it's got Dave Bautista. It's got to be good. No, yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> Mind you, he was in that fucking Hotel Artemis. Yeah, it's true. Zendaya is amazing. Oscar Isaac. I love Oscar Isaac and Josh, Josh Brolin. Brolin. Yeah. Great people in it. Great cast. Javier Bardem. Charlotte Rampling too. Yeah. Haven't heard it, seen her for no, a long time. Ages. Selling Skarsgård. Anyway, so there you go. Yeah. Look forward to that. Here's a very small piece of news that's dropped in this week. Disney has apparently cast Owen Wilson in their upcoming Haunted Mansion film. Long gestating uh, Haunted Mansion project. Uh, Guillermo del Toro actually was attached to direct at one point. He's going to star opposite uh, Lakeith Stanfield and Tiffany Haddish in this. Uh, the Hollywood Reporter says story details are being kept in the dark, but it's known that ostensibly the film will follow a family that moves into the titular mansion. Mm-hmm. However, it is the characters around the nucleus that will have a big portion of the moonlight shining on them. It's described as an ensemble piece, this one. Uh, the project's, uh, it begins shooting in Atlanta in October. It's the latest to be based on one of the company's classic uh, attractions, of course. It's going to be directed by Justin Simeon, Justin Simeon, who directed Dear White People and Bad Hair. It's his studio debut, the first film he's doing for a studio. It's written by Katie Dippold, who wrote 2016's Ghostbusters, The Heat, which was Melissa McCarthy and yep. um, what's her name? Um not Julia Roberts, the other one, Sandra Bullock. Uh, Snatched, um, she wrote as well, which was the 
Amy. Um, uh, 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 geez, names. Yeah, it was it was Goldie Horn and Amy oh, Schumer. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Amy Schumer. Um, and she wrote thirty-one episodes of Parks and Rec. Oh. So a bit of a mixed kind of bag of stuff. There's some all right stuff in there. Um, it's produced by Dan Lin and Jonathan Irick, who produced Aladdin, the live-action Aladdin. It might be okay. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. You just say, wow. Wow. It could be a wow. <laughs> wow movie. Wow. Um, Jungle Cruise has obviously done so well that Disney is like, fuck it, we're finally going to put these other park attraction movies that we've had in yeah, the back yeah, yeah. burner into production. Yep. We've got this uh, now. Uh, there's two Pirates of the Caribbean movies in the works, apparently. One with Margot Robbie in the lead role. One with Callen, uh, sorry, Ka- uh, Karen, Gilli- Karen Gillian. Karen Gillian. Karen Gillian from mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy, Nebula. Um, they're uh, attached to two different versions. So I don't know whether they'll both go ahead or who knows. Um, and there was also a Tower of Terror movie that was in production with Scarlett Johansson attached to produce, but apparently that's fallen apart, allegedly <laughs> fallen apart due to everything. Uh, but, yeah, I'm keen to see that. The original Haunted Mansion movie with Eddie Murphy was dreadful. Mm. Um, that is a movie that I remember. I love the trailer, and there's this hilarious yep. bit in the trailer where he sees, like, the crystal ball with the head in it, Madame that's Leota, right. yeah, yeah. and he looks at it and goes, wow, that's great. What is that? And I thought it was the funniest thing. This is so funny, so funny. <laughs> Go to the movie. It wasn't in the film. They cut, they cut it out of the oh, film. Oh, really? So my favourite part of Haunted Mansion was in the trailer. <laughs> no, <laughs> not actually in the movie. Hate it when they do that. Hate it. So annoying. So anyway, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Bon Wilson's always great. Yeah, he's always good fun. Always fun. He was great. His, his film, most of his films aren't great, but they're, yeah. great, they're, they're yeah. good fun. Yeah, he's always fun in his roles. Really like that. In really like recently. Loki recently, if he brings that yeah. kind of quirky thing to it, yeah. it'll be great. Well, we're very, very long over time. Let's just take like a couple of questions. I've thrown a few and we'll save some for next week. Let's take like the top, we'll take the top one from okay. Blake, patron. Okay, Blake, another one from Blake. Uh, who are you and old mate Rick barracking for in the remainder of the AFL season? I'm, I'm D's all the way. Um, well, for me, of course, our team got knocked out a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I would think probably Melbourne. Mm. I'd like to see Melbourne win it. They haven't they haven't won once for fifty odd years. So, yeah. um, it'll either them or Geelong because Geelong is yeah. my, my father's second team. So yeah. it'd be nice to and my grandfather's team. Mm. Um, so it'd be good to see them win one. But I, I think Melbourne. I, I'm I'm barracking for Melbourne. I'll agree. So I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you, Blake. Like, yeah, I'll agree with that too. All the way with yeah, you, for mate. the Melbourne team. Yep, for sure. Yep. Uh, uh, yeah, we'll go Captain for Captain Cat 101 Yeah. What's the best-looking animation you've seen from a movie you don't like? Uh, probably Frozen. Animation Frozen yeah. is stunning. Absolutely stunning, but I'm not a fan Hate of the film. Hate the film. Yeah. I can't stand <laughs> not it. Not a fan of the movie. But animation's all. beautiful. Yeah. Uh, Looney Plus show. <laughs> yeah. I have <laughs> been trying to get my question in an episode... Dave, who is your favourite voice actor? I feel like we have answered this at some point. Um, overall, you have to go with like Mel Blanc. I think he was amazing. If we're talking like modern day, I love what Eric Bowser is doing at the moment. He's like the next Mel Blanc. He can do all the voices. He's the guy that does Bugs Bunny at the moment. He did Marvin the Martian. He did Porky Pig in the new Space Jam movie. He does like a whole slew of them. He's like the the next Mel, like the Mel Blanc of our generation. I got to go with him. Or you know the people that do the Simpsons. Soft spot for like Nancy yeah, Cartwright yeah, exactly. and Dan Castellaneta <laughs> and all them, uh, but yeah, uh, Tristan Strange. Yeah, let's get through it. Let's what, just do them. What 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 do you think about the new Insomniac games 
that were just announced, Wolverine, Spider-Man 2, who yeah. you... Will you play them? Oh, yeah. I heard about this this morning. I haven't seen the trailers yet, but he's going to be a new Spider-Man 2. And you'll get that. I'll get sure. it for sure. I'm replaying the first one at the moment, and then I'll play... Because I played... When I was overseas, I was in England, um, I played the first Spider-Man game on my gir- girlfriend, uh, Alicia's PlayStation 4, and when I came home... All of my progress was not on my machine. I assumed it would save it to like your, like the cloud, your user, your user on the cloud. But no, uh, so I've been wanting to replay it for a while. To get, I hundred percented that game, hundred percent did everything. Um, only game I've ever hundred percented is so hard. Uh, but with the PS Five, we bought the remaster version. I'm playing my way through it again. It's so good. <laughs> and then I'm going to play Spider Man Mars Morales, which is like a spin off. Of it, apparently it's not a very long game, yep. but it's like a spin-off. And then we're gonna have Spider-Man two, and then Wolverine's getting a game. Fucking mm, hell, I'll be getting awesome. that for sure as well. Made cool. by the same team as Spider-Man as wow. well, I think. So yeah, for sure, I'll be playing them. Davish sued. Yes. Did the Sony conference justify your PS five purchase? Yes, absolutely. Favorite needle drop moments in film? The moment, oh. the moment uh, where any song. It's like a needle, any yeah. song begins playing. So it's like a needle drop where it's like it might be like a really cool scene and poof, this cool oh, okay. song like drops in, yeah. I have a new one this week. The movie and its, and its opening song in the title May We Start and it's great. Mm. Best part of the movie. Let me think. Maybe with a song that just goes, it has to be fucking Guardians of the Galaxy. That first scene oh, of Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. where he just puts on the tune, yeah. dancing what around. What the song? Um... um I can't remember what it was. was. That come and get your love, or was that later? Yeah, I yeah. can't remember. I can't remember. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, is that that's that bit awesome? And then I love the bit later in the movie where they're like they're in the prison, and the, I can't remember what the song was. The song starts playing, or at the beginning of the first movie, Mister Brightside, ELO. Mm, sorry, the second mm. movie, ELO, Mister Brightside, yeah, 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 yeah. Baby Groot's dancing. Another another one for you was the U two U two song um, yeah. in um, Batman. Oh yeah, um, hold me, thrill me, kiss me, yeah. kill me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was good too. Um, and last one, I think is it? Yes. Yeah, Alan Alan Driver. Yeah, we'll just be fine. Alan Driver says Alan writing from the United States again, and I've got two questions for you, for you guys today. One, do you have any tips to fight depression? I need some tips when I feel blue. Mm. Uh, it's a it's a deep question. Very deep. We might tackle that later. We might tackle that <laughs> later. Yeah. Um. I will briefly say, like, I'm not. I'm very fortunately not someone who's ever suffered depression, but I always recommend to put on like your favorite sitcom or something when you're feeling a little bit blue or a funny movie or something. That's like my best tip. Like off the top top, I can give you. I always feel like movies are like the best form of escapism and the best just way to just tune out and go into another world and just, mm. for me, if I ever felt crap or anything, that's Simpsons or F- Friends or just just a lighthearted movie, uh, something like that. It's probably not the best. Like I'm not here to dole out. Uh, <laughs> Frasier type phrase, of voice. Yeah, yeah. But um, that's like off the top of my head. is like Blues Brothers thing. for me. Blues Brothers, yeah. Just like something, a, something uplifting and fun yeah, and yeah, yeah. enjoyable. There you go. Lots of good needle drops in the Blues Brother or oh, Blues yeah. Brothers. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and question two: After hearing Dave talk about Flintstones on the rocks, uh, when when could we possibly see it on HBO Max? Shout out to Rick for mentioning Wacky Races. I appreciate that. Oh, no problem. Flintstones on the rocks. Loved Wacky Races. Yeah, great. 
Flintstones on Rocks was like this adult version of the Flintstones yep. they made many years ago. They did one episode, it was like a special. It's very raunchy, a lot of like real adult jokes. There's a joke in there about uh, Wilma's carpet matching drapes, <laughs> just carpet. stuff like that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, there's a scene where they go into like a hotel and Barney starts drinking water from the toilet, just, just weird shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they never played it again. They played it once and that was it. It's never aired again. There's bootlegs <laughs> that you can, you can watch it on the internet. Um, I don't think they will ever release that officially in any capacity ever again. So I wouldn't hold your breath on that one. I don't see it ever happening. No. 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 Um, I think at that, that's the end of the show. Woo! Another big one. Another big one. Another huge yeah. one. It's been over two hours. That's all right. That was a good one that I enjoyed that. That was a good one. Me too. Uh, that is all that we have time for today. Thanks for listening. Uh, these go out every single Monday on all podcasting platforms. That includes Apple Podcasts, Google, Amazon Music, and Old Audible, and Spotify as well. Uh, Visual Element is also available on YouTube. You can check that out on, a, on the secondary channel. Uh, if you want to head over there, watch it as much as you can. Hit that subscribe button, all that kind of shit. Uh, you can also find me over on YouTube at Dave Lee Down Under, of course. Head over there and subscribe and watch and stuff. Twitter, Instagram, uh, there's links at the bottom of every single post. I'm on all those, as well as Letterboxd. If you want to write into the show, you can shoot an email at davelypod at gmail.com. Send us in some shiter or riots. Maybe send us in some uh, post, uh, some uh, uh, alternate movie titles from international movie titles so we can maybe get a game rolling on that. Uh, if you're listening on podcast platforms, please leave a review and a rating. It helps. Only good ones. Only the good ones. Don't like bad ones. YouTube preview this week. I don't think anything big's coming up uh, because I'm hard at work on my next evolution video. I can confirm it's not going to be a cartoon evolution. I'm going back to the pop culture evolutions this month. Pretty mm. big character. I'm not sure how it's going to go. Huge. The last time I did a pop culture evolution, it tanked. So I'm preparing for it this time. I won't be as disappointed this time if it does. But but it's something I've wanted to tackle for a while. Yep. It's a big character, but it's a character I'm not sure is incredibly relevant anymore. It will be relevant around the time I release yeah, that's it. Right. But I just feel like pop, like in the pop culture zeitgeist, maybe yeah. this character's maybe not... As big as it once was. But anyway, I'm going to tackle it. I'll announce it probably It'll in a week or so. It'll be interesting one. I'll find it Yeah, I'm, I'm currently writing it. Long so history. I'm very excited with that one. Um, other than that, there'll probably be some cartoon news and stuff. I'll be doing a, a video on those DreamWorks Blu-rays. Um, there's some new cartoon news from over the last few weeks and stuff. Um, other than that, my Elmer Fudd evolution went up a couple of weeks ago. That's doing pretty well. Head over and check that one out. Uh, the voice evolution is up there now as well. That went out last week. I recently did a collaboration with Lydia from the Simpsons Theory Channel, The Evolution of Duffman. So if you want to head over to her channel and check that one out, you can. Uh, that is The Simpsons Theory. At that, that is everything. We've got to go because our treadmill's almost here and I've got some passes coming and as well. And I'm starving. We're going to get some lunch. So let's do it. Thanks for joining me again. All Thanks, mate. guys. Have a great week. So we'll see you next week. We'll see you next week for 50 shows. 50 apps. Take care. Stay safe. Take it easy. See you next time. Yeah. Get vaxxed. <laughs>